0: The witch's cackle burns the eye that sees the danger you are in. Sometimes we're wrong, but we want to prove that we are right, so we begin. Watch out, there's a sword and it's coming for your neck. In this battle for salvation. Salvation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of the Battle for Salvation Warhammer Underworlds podcast. I am Max Bernstein. I'm Randall Slate. And with us today, fresh off of his Grand Clash win, and pretty much the only person you would ever call in to talk about Grimwatch is uh michael carlin hi there all right michael thanks for coming back on the show you're our first repeat guest Ooh, that's pretty cool um and uh yeah we just needed you today because we're going to be talking about grimwatch you have one glass at a grand clash a very large grand clash um with that faction so no better person to talk to about it um, but before we get started, we just want to mention a few tournaments that are coming up, um, happening literally right now as we record. Uh, we uh, is uh, there's a tournament in, at the Bolter Hole in uh, Bellingham, Massachusetts. Um, I know you can't go to this one, but keep an eye out because they have pretty regular Underworlds tournaments. So if you're up in the Bellingham, Washington, uh, Bellingham, Washington, because I love Deathcap for Cutie. If you're in the Bellingham, Massachusetts area. Always keep an eye out for the Bolter Hall. Tabletop Shop in Newington, Connecticut will be having a tournament Sunday, December 8th uh, from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. That is actually going to be an Apex Predator tournament. So brush up on what what the rules are for that. And uh, nobody talk about it because we talked about it earlier. I know what I want to bring to that tournament. Nobody talk about it. Don't give it away. All right. So that's for you and Randall and, and and you, Michael. Okay. So don't don't tell. Anyway, so uh, that one it's not a glass tournament, but there's a lot of um, a lot of store credit on the line for that. So that would be a good one to go to if, especially if you need to like pick up paints or something. Um, lots of door prizes I heard as well. Uh, we will also be having a tournament at the Portal in Manchester, Connecticut. Uh, that will be on January 11th. Starting at 10 a.m. That is tran- championship format, uh, run by our good friend uh, uh, Chris Spark. Uh, we will be having another one at the Rift at some point, probably in either December or January. So keep an eye out for that. All right. So those are all the tournaments I know of, Randall. Anything you know of that I that I missed?
1: Well, just we we have the kit now, so we're going to run one at the Rift probably sometime soon. Yep. That is in all right. Peak Skill New York. Yep. So and and in new, the, York, uh, new Jersey or Connecticut, think about going to that one.
0: Absolutely. And also the scene there has been growing. Uh, we, we did a few kits earlier where we only had like four players. We're kind of up to six. There's a lot of new people um, that are, that are getting interested. And I know at the last one, there were a few people who were interested in coming, but just couldn't come that day. Um, so, uh, so if you can be there uh, for the rift, great uh, community there, great store um, definitely, uh, up and coming. All right, cool. So, uh, let's see. Uh, there was also a big FAQ that dropped very recently and we haven't talked about it because it happened right after our last episode. So we wanted to make sure that we talked about it. And of course, uh, Michael, you're here so you can help us out. Um, but let's take a look. All right. So first of all, there were a few erratas. Um, so let's, let's get on that. Um, starting with, uh, reactions. This is a weird one, and Michael, you did a little bit of research on this for us. Uh, it says here in the glossary at the end of, uh, at the end of the thing uh, that a reaction is an ability found on a fighter card, upgrade or card or gambit card that describes a condition that must be met for it to be used. Here's where they change it. Oh, sorry, but that's what they change. They change the word from action to ability, and yes. when that condition is met, the ability. Can be used without costing the player an activation. so what's the significance of this uh word change
2: i have no idea I don't so either <laughs> i so I, I spoke to so I, I i i'm pretty knowledgeable about the rules and there are bits of the game that i know inside and out but when it comes to this stuff like i read that and the way it reads to me sounds like it means that a reaction is never an action it sounds like it's it been replaced by the word ability instead um Oh, my cat is throwing up a hairball in the background. That's pleasant. Um, sorry. <laughs>
0: hold on, hold on. Turn up his gain. Turn up his gain. Yeah. <laughs> he also can't stand the well, minutia. I
1: um, think it, oh, go ahead.
2: Sorry, I was. Gonna, so, if I think that means, like, from reading it, that you can't, like, use a reaction for keep them guessing. So, for instance, if you had stand and shoot, you couldn't count the attack part of it as uh, an attack action for keep them guessing because now it's an ability, not an action. However, everyone's told me I was wrong and they gave lots of reasons that didn't make sense to me. So basically I don't understand this.
0: Yeah. I don't understand the difference either. Uh, I'm sorry, everybody out there, but this seems very, very hairy and it needs like a little bit of, I think this FAQ needs an FAQ because I don't understand what this means. I'm
2: sure someone at some point will explain it to a way I understand and it will just click and I'll be like, oh, I was just being an idiot. But right now it's just like, I don't, I, "What? why is it an ability? What, what, what? I think it's
1: for people who have um, reactions on their fighter card. Mm. And then they try to differentiate that rather than calling it and using the word action. Mm. They call it an ability so that you can't use that to score. Keep them guessing. Yeah.
0: I mean, but but there's it also says upgrade card or gambit card, so it can be on anything. Yeah,
1: but I think it's probably the main thing is the
0: fighter card thing to. I can't stand that when they put things on the FAQ and or like say, doesn't, doesn't help.
1: Like I know I know this doesn't work for keep chopping, but if you have a card that's similar that says like if you made an attack action blah blah blah, and then you used a card like stand and shoot or something like that, it's a, mm. a, they count that as a, a they say an ability rather than as an action because you might get that confused for
0: i think guessing. keep chopping though but but i think keep chopping says something yeah, about I how know, it has it, to happen i know it says activation. that but i'm saying
1: something similar to that like a, a, an objective that's similar mm. to that well, and th-
2: it makes lots of weird things so like i mean actions there are reactions that can happen to actions i wonder if it's to do with that because like um i know scritch has like uh i think it's an upgrade where after an action you can push him and i think there was this crazy thing you could do of like uh pseudo-infinite combo where you could literally keep having infinite reactions and you could um, just push him basically wherever you wanted on the board. Hmm. It may be something to do with that, but I yeah, basically I don't quite grasp what it's about.
3: Great.
0: So uh, if there's somebody out there that knows better than us, go on the Battle for Salvation Facebook page and just point it out to us, please, because we need to make sure that that is understood. We thought that was uh, an interesting change because it's such like an elemental part of the game. Mm-hmm. And, and yet we still have no idea why, yeah. it, why it, how it changes things.
1: Well, we are nailing uh, this FAQ so Yeah, far. I know. We're really starting
0: <laughs> off real good. Um, a couple of other erratas that we thought were interesting. We're not going to go through every single one. I mean, you can just read the thing. But um, uh, Prize Vendetta, they did change the rerolls to uh, any number of dice rather than all of them, which I think makes that card a little bit more viable now.
3: I think
2: it's really good now, honestly. I mean, it was still kind of okay before, but now I think it's legitimately good. Like, I think it's almost as good as Potion of Rage. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, as long as you have two. Yeah, as long as you have, yeah, like, kind of use it, or three it in a similar knights,
1: way. Yeah. Mm, use and, Potion um, of Rage just to try to delete one guy. You know. Yeah. And yep. with the,
2: uh, with, um, what's it, with Snarfangs, it's out even better because it works on the wolf attacks. Oh, so even though they ooh. can't be modified, this isn't modifying them, it's just giving you rerolls.
0: That's a good point. Love it. Yep. Speaking of which, I'm picking those guys up later. Be playing those guys until our next episode. All right. Um, Because I love rolling dice at things. Uh, Next one that got changed that kind of really matters is Crown of Avarice. They finally fixed it. Yeah. And made it do what it's supposed to do.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, they, 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 they did two entries for this. There's one in the Arata and there's one in the FAQ, isn't there?
0: There's like uh, five. yeah
2: probably <laughs> well i think tell me if i'm wrong the errata is basically crown of average only works on your opponent's attacks or gambits
0: so uh, you can't self-trigger
2: with a lethal ward or something and then oh, the faq man. clarifies that you take the glory before they get the glory from the attack so if they don't have an unspent glory when they attack you then you've
1: got nothing to steal so you don't always steal right. something basically well between yeah between those yeah, two it's a lot nicer part. card yeah, the errata yes. says during an opponent's gambit or during an <clears throat> enemy fighter's attack action. Yeah, so you can't Lethal Ward yourself or you yeah know,
2: use Skaven's uh, Black Hunger to attack yourself and kill yourself. That's all gone now.
0: The only negative to this is I cannot, I can no longer scream at my opponent that I drink their milkshake.
1: I mean, you still kind of do.
0: I still kind of can, but sorry, I, I can't do it as often as I would like.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, it's like, still a good card. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you put it,
0: that on a on a cool You put that on a skaven. Anything that can come back, like you can use it more than once. I mean, you put it on storm sire, on storm sire, yeah.
1: put it on, on, yeah. yeah. yeah, <laughs> no. on molog. Right. Yeah. Sure. So the thing I like about it is that they they cleaned it up so you can't do some. I don't I don't want to say cheesy because Michael Carlin's here, but you can't do anything cheesy where you kill your. Oh, own guys I love with it. And then
0: <laughs> cheese is so good. And cheese is what you have to look for.
1: It also is is better in games that you know you're already winning like if you're already crushing your opponent and then they have like one chance to kill a guy and you throw crown of avarice on him like
0: it's what Jimmy Molini did to kind of, me kind of in the last bad. round at nova yeah i but was like oh man it, if i kill this guy i'm gonna win he's like crown of avarice yeah oh.
1: so it and now you can actually play Jimmy. around it you can you can spend all your glory before you attack or whatever it, there it's it's a much uh nicer card
2: yeah, really, nicer, I, I like that. It's still good. I like that I can make decks now and not have to put this in. It's an option, yeah. you know. Right. right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so that's in the Errata. We're now going to talk about the designer's commentary. That's the FAQ about how cards work, and there's a few of these that we want to go over. We took a few out because I mean we're not just going to go over everything, but just a few of the, like the ones that stand out. But before we start, we're going to do all the designer commentary for Grimwatch because that's the main point of this episode. And also, um, Michael, at the Grand Clash, you, th- these were basically all the same things that they did at the Grand Clash, right?
2: Yep. And one and thing that was really nice is they told us all at the beginning of the day.
0: So which They basically
2: got, yeah. they got everyone up front. Before, well, they, they got everyone sat down at their pairings, but basically said, don't start your games yet. And then they made this big announcement over the tunnel, this is how Grimwatch worked today.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then and they the, you know codified what? it.
1: For, yeah. for, for context, can you take us back a couple months when you went to Warhammer World? Um, a bunch of tomes. you're talking and... the july
2: one. Oh yeah. no that was that wasn't so that wasn't warhammer world Oh, where was uh, that, that was i think that was warhammer fest um, warhammer fest yes i think so there were two <laughs> that happened back to back that were kind of very close together that weren't at warhammer world right uh one was the uk games expo and one was warhammer fest and it was one of those two i can't remember which but uh that was where i took tome of healings and they ruled that tome of healings wasn't the cataphrane tome for acolyte of the Cataphrain because it
1: wasn't Didn't say "cataphrane tome" on the card, Mm -hmm. and then they had to fix that.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, and literally a week later, as an FAQ, that said, "Yep, no, it's definitely a tome."
1: And I was like, "So at least this time, this time they came up to you at the beginning and said, when you're playing Grimwatch, it works." this way and then they ended up taking that way and putting it into this faq yeah and it, so i suppose it's worth noting
2: that whenever that you get these big grand clash kind of announcements it could go either way afterwards this is not like they're not official rulings you've always got to wait for the proper faqs right i feel
1: but like uh, all yeah. these make sense though
2: yeah no i'm happy this, this
1: I, I think i think
2: these were all good changes to be honest all Right.
0: uh and if you guys want to hear about Michael Carlin's exploits at the recent Grand Clash that he won at Warhammer World, I will direct you to the most recent Path to Glory episode where he regales the entire story. Um, I feel like all that's been kind of done, so we're going to kind of shy away from that and talk more just about the warband in general um, and, and how and how to work it. Um, but but here, speaking of how to work it, here are the designer cam- commentary for anybody who's wondering uh, how uh, the Grimwatch work. Uh, first of all, um, this is actually important because this uh, goes to the muster ability. It says that abilities on fighter cards, like the muster ability, uh, go after the roll-off for the round. So before you do the muster, the ghoul call, you have to figure out who's going first in the round.
2: Which is useful because it means you get to know who's going to go first before you start facing the ghoul. So if you know you're going first, you could put them in a potentially more risky spot, that type of thing
0: okay right. it's um,
1: useful in the Grimwatch mirror match if you're playing both of those if, if both players are playing Grimwatch, then you want to know who has to use their muster action first yeah that's also important yeah um i mean otherwise people basically were just like in this weird mexican standoff right so it's you you do the dice roll to, to determine who goes first mm-hmm. and then you do and then the person who ends up going first does their muster first uh, I would assume so, yeah. Actually, uh, yeah. I don't think that's like necessarily hundred percent clear, but it's
2: like ninety nine percent. Yeah, okay. whoever right. whoever's going first must have first, yeah.
0: Well, here's another thing that I thought was ninety-nine percent clear, but apparently wasn't. Um if you have a uh, a dead crypt ghoul at the end of the round where the rest of them would inspire, that one that's a dead does not inspire. And that had to be set although it says in the rule book that if it's out of action it doesn't interact with the game. So I thought that was kind of understood, but I guess they had to add that in. People trying to inspire yeah. their dead grip cools. I mean I guess so. Come on. To be
2: fair, I have got to put my hand up here. I actually uh, I actually asked that question cheekily at the tournament. Basically, ah. I was like it was it was round 1 and I was like that. I said to my opponent, I'm like this does I'm pretty sure this doesn't work this way, but it's the beginning of the day, I just want to check with the TO. And they came over like, yeah, no, there's no way. And I was and like, cool. Like, that's it. Damn yeah, it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I played. I ended, like, ah. I ended up playing against three Grimwatch that day. So anytime anyone was trying to do it, I was like, Haha,
0: no. Pretty checked. All right. Um, another one. Uh, you you officially, and this was when I was trying to I I, I, I was trying to argue that you could do this, but um, but I I, I got I got shot down here. Um, uh, you cannot ghoul call if there is no dead crypt ghoul. Hmm. And that's uh, so I, that should—I really know that makes sense. I just didn't want it to make sense.
2: So I, it was weird because it wasn't necessarily the goal call about the crypt goal that was weird. It's more the fact that muster the way it was written, it just said it always happens.
0: Right. That's what that, I was. arguing. That was
2: confusing because it's like does muster happen in the first turn before there's any dead crypt goals for keep them guessing? Because right. if it does, keep them guessing is absolutely ridiculous way with Way good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's cool. Like, it's a reasonable, like, it was, um, you know, like, re- ruling they've made. It, it just makes keep them guessing, not not bonkers on them, just a normal, yeah, you know, objective for them.
0: Right. Well, they did the same thing with Crown of Avarice. It's not bonkers anymore, and they yeah. did the same thing with Prize Vendetta. They made it like as strong as it was maybe supposed to be. Hmm. So, so they're just kind of course correcting here, which is fine. Um, I'm glad they do that. Uh, okay. Next, uh, dropping a Crypt ghoul, uh, that line. Away from the scatter token, can leave the battlefield and re-enter the battlefield if you have a diagonal setup.
1: That's really interesting.
0: That is interesting. Mm, wonder, away really far away on the battlefield away. can be literally very far away and take you through an uh, a block text, a um, an incomplete hex, or maybe even not a hex. Mm-hmm. Like you would have to see if you can get a straight line as best you can.
1: So if you're How- on the straight up diagonal setup, you could. Depending on how you place it, you could end up, you know, like 11 like in spaces corner. away or something. Yeah. yeah. Part of me wonders if they've done this because of a
2: future card coming out. Because it doesn't sound like it's the type of thing you care about with um, Brimwatch, right? But maybe they've got another card that's written in a similar way and they have to go, like, oh, if that works like this, we have to make that card. Oh, that know? is interesting. Maybe. maybe they yeah. Do. Yeah.
0: Um okay maybe it's but, but then that would work kind of like hidden paths or something. Mm. I thought well, we were trying maybe not maybe not hidden paths
2: of a scatter token isn't quite as ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good point. Ooh.
0: That
1: would be I awesome. I mean because
0: yeah, a lot of those season 1 cards the reason why they're they're like too overpowered is just because they don't have any stipulations like maybe having the stipulation of you can it's like a hidden paths esque thing but you have to use a scatter token to do it mm. so that it's yeah. a lot less you know a maybe lot if less it's a protruding. bit like
2: yeah maybe if it literally works like the ghoul call so you've got a good way of kind of fudging the direction it goes in but it can go wrong and you can't say exactly where so like you you can't just put your fighter next to there as an attack right after you're gonna have to set up for a couple of rounds of doing stuff you know
0: or cool maybe the stipulation is that you have to put the scatter token in on your own side of the battlefield.
1: Oh, yeah, that'd so that you can't just
0: throw it. Exact, because because yeah. even like with the scatter token, wait, what's that?
1: You just launch a guy on.
0: right but but the thing is that if it's further away that makes um pinpointing a spot a lot more difficult to do Mm. if you if you put it if you can put the scatter token in your opponent's battlefield then you can really just like edge them into a corner and the chances of them landing in their territory is like really high but if you have to put it in your own side of the battlefield it's like you know a telephoto lens like it's hard to get something really really far away perfectly in the center yeah that'd be a um, cool card so it would just be a stipulation to add a little bit of a little bit more randomness and take away some of the power of a card like that. I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. Uh last one having to do with the Grimwatch. Uh you cannot place a gri- a Crypt Ghoul on top of the Scatter Token. It has to be at least one hex away from the Scatter Token. Which I believe that's how they said so at at the Grand Clash, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what they told us at the start of the day.
0: Yeah, don't don't put it on an edge hex because then you just can't put one down.
2: Mm-hmm. And enough. um I think that's reasonable. It because it, the problem is the way other yeah, you know, it, it was a little bit ambiguous. It was worded right. I don't think people who thought the other way were necessarily pushing like for stupidness' sake. It it could be word written that way, but it makes it so powerful. You just put the you just put the token right in a corner, and you end up with like literally only one result on the dice doesn't go in the exact hex you want. Well, what's right. the point of having a scatter token that's just stupid so yeah this right. way makes a lot more sense all
0: right that does make more sense okay so that's everything that pertained to the Grimwatch specifically there's a few other things in the faq that we thought were, were interesting um and and uh okay so here we go first one um if you're on guard there's no way to be trapped because you can't be pushed back anymore right
1: yeah well, that's the new rule with the guard token you can't be pushed back and then trapped you're only trapped if you can't be pushed, as far as I know in the rule book. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So it's like Stalin's like like quake. You can't trap him.
0: Right. Um, so so that's one. Everybody know that. So if you're in the corner, going on guard is actually very defensive. Um, okay, next one. Uh scything. It says that you don't actually have to target everyone. So if there's, you know, a crown of avarice guy in that group, you don't actually have to attack them
2: yeah sometimes really maybe good. if there's a gallingham as well you want to avoid hitting them
0: right because right oh another thing is that if there's a crown of avarice guy you'd probably want to try to kill them first if your opponent has only used glory ah yeah or sorry no wait that hold on a second wait, it depends on how much there?
2: glory what
1: glory you have not your right opponent. depends on
0: how much glory right yeah all right anyway that's useful for all uh, you Right, scape, your opponent scape scape coming wild
1: at hunt players It's useful for all the skates wild hunt players.
0: Mm. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, there's the very strong scything attack with yeah. uh, with scathe. So you have to be, you have to be careful. I mean, if there, there might be some situations where you don't want to kill something and now you don't have to exactly. All right. Uh, next one. Um, spell attack actions are definitely considered attack actions. And we were saying that this is because of that card uh, madness starts. Mm. Because Madness Dart says Madness Darts says that you change all the successes to swords, right? But since attack actions are uh, sorry, spell attack actions are considered attack actions, that means that this absolutely screws up Storm Daddy and Yothari. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, yeah, they don't have swords on on those shooty attacks. They, they, can they still they,
1: crit though. So
0: use the crits. But that's very unlikely because it's only that's it, a one out of six on every die. So uh it really messes them up. Still nasty
2: for Molog as well. Like not uh, as bad, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It definitely it definitely it definitely uh saps a lot of his uh his mojo. Okay. Uh this one we thought was really interesting because it clears up a lot about like what happens at the end of an activation. Um and by the way, Gerard the Professor, I got a bone to pick with you. Because according to this FAQ, I know it didn't exist at the time when we played that game at Nova. But if it did, this is the way they wanted it. And so I'm mad. All right. So when you do an attack, it's over. The action is complete. Here is the order that you can do these things in. One, if somebody inspires... That's the first thing that happens. So, for instance, if you're inspiring with a Condemner because you rolled a crit or, um, you know, a, a, a magor's Fiend because uh, you landed an attack, the inspiration would happen first. After the inspiration is – oh, and also uh, if this matters for uh, the Banshees, I guess, because they would inspire after a move um, if you did a charge. Then comes the reaction window. So now's the after the attack reaction window when you can play some sort of ploy or whatever. Uh, like Pit Trap would be an example. Then after that, reaction window is closed. Then you score objectives. So that means Gerard Lund would still be at three. Is out, Gerard. Come on, yeah, you're man! Off. Because because Gerard, we because because I played aggressive defense, so the reaction window happens there. I would got my attack then. Then later he would have scored. Uh, what was it, a warning shot or headshot or something? It was warning shot. And That's he would have
1: still been going. at three health instead of four.
0: He would have still been at three instead of four. Yeah. Um, stipulation to that: if there's anything during the action or activation that happens before all of this,
2: mm. sweet. So during is a separate window. Yeah.
0: Yes. During anything during is a separate window before the inspiration. The after the attack is a different separate window. So that means that you can play. um, What is it? Pit trap and snare in the same attack.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I think well, I think I think technically in some ways pit trap and snare are still after but they're after in different ways. I think one of them is after the pushback and one of them is after the, something like that. You, you can definitely play them both. Yeah, you can definitely play them both.
0: And I have, and it's a lot of fun. Um, okay, so there's that. Uh, can we talk somebody who understands this a lot better than me? Uh, the fastering hungering skaven build got a little nerfed here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlin, you want to take this?
2: Um, with, with, uh, with relevance to what? So I mean, it's- we, we said it had to something to do
0: with the black hunger thing.
2: Oh, right. So, no, so um, okay, so the Fester and hunger uh, build has mostly been nerfed because the Crown of Avarice stuff, right? Um, right? The Fester and hungering like to self-kill a fighter with Crown of Avarice and farm glory that way. Um, the, the Black uh, Hunger entries in the FAQ, at, on their own, kind of don't mean anything. They're basically saying you can target your own fighters with a Black Hunger charge, um, which, if Crown of Avarice worked the old way, would actually be busted because literally what you'd do is you'd go, I've got this Crown of Avarice fighter, I attack him with my Black Hunger fighter. I get a glory. Next turn, I resurrect my fighter. Turn after that, I kill my fighter. And you just do that all game. It'll be really know, boring. Yeah. But now now you can attack your own fighters. It's definitely clarified. Um, but kind of avarice only works in your opponent's attacks or um, gambits. So honestly, right. this change in isolation doesn't really mean anything. It's just kind of clarifying how the game works.
1: Well people right. were were wondering because of the way that black hunger is is worded that's an upgrade for skaven that lets the the hungering skaven atta- when he attacks he targets everyone adjacent to him. The mm-hmm. people so the question in the FAQ is can I can I make a charge action that ends adjacent to a friendly and no enemies and then make an attack action and they're saying that yes you can't actually charge your own guy with black hunger. But you're saying that it doesn't really make much of a difference now because there's no way to capitalize on that with the crown of avarice
2: yeah I, I can't think of a positive situation for that the only the only positive situation I can see for that is if for some reason your opponent has managed to mark a specific one of your fighters as quarry and you're desperate to get rid of him because you don't want him to get a bonus for killing a quarry Like that's all I can think of right now mm-hmm. um, but um, or maybe you want to kill scritch because you're against godsworn and you know they've got like all those objectives for killing a four wound fighter Maybe. Like it's mm. really niche, you know. Um, I do worry that with the black with the scaven being able to do this though, there's gonna be some someone's gonna someone, I don't know who, is gonna keep looking at all the new cards, and if they find any other thing like Crown of Average to do dodgy stuff with, they'll be need right back teased. on it.
0: We need that. Yeah, teased. exactly. Mm. J'aime fromage. Okay. Uh so moving on uh what do we got next we have oh gar talk guess what still can't be driven back
1: they actually yeah. had to mention that uh, the, this has got to be the dumbest question i've Does, we've seen we've seen some dumb ones on the games workshop like, faqs it, but this has got to be the dumbest one. yeah
0: on the fighter card yeah. since season one separate sentence this fighter cannot be driven back period period <laughs> done that means cannot be driven back, and then they actually had to say in the FAQ, "Can Gartok be driven back?" No. Wait, well, let me let me see what it exactly says. And the other thing is, I I can kind of hear this like kind of like British like condescension in it. Like, re- where is it? Hold on, I want to find it. Where is this damn thing?
1: It says, "Can Gartok ever be driven back?" Yeah, answer, no. Answered no. Oh yeah, they'll be they'll have a cup of tea in front of them. There it is. Mm. There it is. There'll be a monocle on there. They've got know. some. Absolutely, eyes they got their biscuits and their mm. Hobnobs. Mm. Yeah,
0: it should because because no. if this was American, it would say no. And I can't believe you're fucking asking me this again.
2: <laughs> what's What's terrifying is they only put something in the FAQ if they're asked it by lots of people. Right. So there must have been some weird ca- either genuinely lots of people were confused by this, or one person launched this crazy campaign of lots of alternate email addresses. <laughs> I just I don't understand. Like what
1: Yeah it's every email address ever that he got the free trial of Netflix. Right? He sent all eight hundred of those email addresses to Games Workshop asking if GarTok could be driven back. <laughs> and they, they, I, had uh, they, had, they had to answer it. They had they had to answer it. There I, have, I have some sympathy
2: for the dev team having to deal with that. All right. I bet they wanted to write more.
0: <laughs> Gartok's just sitting there on an objective going like, what's the fuss about? All right. Um, so, uh, snare and pit trap we already talked about. Snare and mirror move do share a reaction window. So, if you do not want to be snared, you mirror move.
1: Well, this is kind of an important, um, I don't know, sportsmanship or... I don't know, just like not, not playing sloppily. This is important. Yeah. Because now yeah. if 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 um if you play with snare in your deck and you're in a tournament of some kind, you have to give your opponent some sort of you know race period before you play snare after you attack them. Because they right. could have mirror move as a reaction to, to block it. So, like, when you're if you go to a tournament, you have snare in your hand, right? And you go to push a guy back, you have to literally pause for uh, yeah, oh, push five them, seconds or whatever, and then see if
0: they do a reaction and then
1: play snare. Yeah.
0: What? What? Like so, just, so what? What do we call what do we call the 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 statute of limitations on this one? Are we saying five seconds? Uh,
1: three so,
2: seconds? in the Grand Clash packs, um, like you know the big rules guide they go for how the Grand Clash runs, they say as a guideline, five seconds is how long you should wait. So I think that's so, a, f- a sensible amount. Five seconds is Still. a long time. That's that's getting to awkward levels of seconds. It, it is a bit, but I think it covers you because if you if you legit wait five seconds and then you play snare and then someone says, "Oh, I want to play mirror move," you can go, "I've I've literally sat here for five seconds waiting." Like, I I think that's unfair. Like, if you legitimately wait five seconds and play snare and then they say, "Oh, but I want to play mirror move," you can say, "Well, you missed your chance." Whereas oh, if you try and yeah. rush it out, then that's not fair to them. That's tough. Yeah. Tough to do it is tricky and the, 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 the biggest danger is the fact they're both really popular cards right now so it will yeah, happen yeah.
1: and if you and like for you know how many times have you um been playing this game and you have pit trap in your hand or whatever and you just attack a guy it goes the, the, your opponent rolls his dice it fails and then you just drop the the trap the, the pit trap card down you know from your hand.
0: Yeah, because that's then, how you well, feel. You're yeah, just like, yeah, I've got just it. Like, oh, yeah, well, okay, wait a I'll minute, Pit Trap does not share the I know, the I know, but I I'm just know. saying with, right. with snare, snare does. Yeah. Right.
1: So you have to be careful with that now. And yeah. if you call people out on it, then people are going to think you're an asshole, but you're actually just trying to play with the rules that Games Workshop has given you.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think
1: if people think you'd be an asshole, they're the asshole, because you're, you're trying to be as careful as
2: possible. And like without screwing yourself or your opponent, like if you, if you wait five seconds, that's
1: reasonable. Yeah. And if you, I mean, and I, if you yourself play sloppy with that, like you just do what I said, where you just drop the card down right after you roll the dice, then you, then your opponent could say, Oh, you didn't give me enough didn't, time didn't, to play yeah. mirror move. And then they'll, they'll know you have it in your hand.
2: Yeah. Cause that's, that's that. what makes it so awkward is they might not want to play mirror move at that moment. But if they know
1: you're going to play snare, they might want to play my own move. <laughs> Right. Exactly. right. It's like, oh god. <laughs> like
0: this is gonna. So this actually has a lot
1: of implications. This this uh, one FAQ question. I, I, if you, if I you think play with the snare card,
0: I'm going to say right now that if ever there is a time where people actually throw oh. hands over Underworld, it's going to be because of this. Yeah, I'm putting my money on that right now. Um, all right. Are we? Are, do we? Do we feel like that's settled? Five seconds is the is the statute of limitation on that.
1: I'm gonna say three seconds.
0: Three seconds. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh.
1: Five seconds is a long time. I don't I have time for that. I
0: think five seconds is enough. All right.
1: I'm gonna say three so, seconds,
0: Carlin?
2: I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick to my guns and say so five. I think. I do think like there are p- people who just take a while to think about stuff, and I think. I think, because the problem is, right, if you say three seconds and then play it, I just feel that there's a little bit of doubt of maybe they could have been able to play Mirror Move. Whereas if you wait five, you've covered yourself every which way. And then if they right. try and do it, you go, no. Mm. Um, and, and then flip the table.
0: All right. Well, we don't need any tables. All right. Let's, let's move on. Um, uh, The last one in the FAQ that we kind of want to talk about. And again, there's a lot of other stuff in there. Definitely read through it, but this one we thought was interesting. And because I've been in situations where people have played survival instincts and what they're doing is, is that people are to remember that, that they're on guard. They'll put a guard token on the character, but the thing like on the, on the figure on the table, but the thing is that they don't actually have a guard token. Um, and, and there are, a there, I I can think of one, um, card where this matters, which is the condemner, uh, was it the faction specific card, where if your opponent has a guard token, you score a a surge? So this doesn't actually give them a guard token. They just are on guard.
1: Yeah. The survival instinct instincts card is a upgrade that says this fighter is on guard all the time. Right. But, um, you don't, it doesn't score, uh. You know any cards that are relevant to that? Right. I want to say change of tactics, but it doesn't exist anymore. Right, but right. if you are playing relic yeah. with both of these, then yeah, you can't do that. Right,
0: change—you can't do change of tactics off this. Yeah, um, and I'm. I'm just pointing it out because I, I am personally very bad with uh, token management. I forget to put charge tokens on stuff all the time, and wound tokens because I I I can't be bothered to move tokens around because I'm thinking about the game so much. So this is just something that I, I think goes along with something that I would do where. Uh, sorry sorry this is the opposite of that this is not forgetting to do something it's doing too much mm. and it's kind of like messes up the board state
2: i think you have to um get into the mindset that a token doesn't necessarily mean the exact thing has happened so like something can have a charge token but not have charged like right. um bag- if they've, they've done tricks. a to- yeah or term of yeah. glories there's a few different things so you often it does in fact 90 percent of the time more than that it does but not always
0: right transfixing stare with a with a move token yeah yeah, doesn't mean it moved. That's right.
1: And this is yeah, uh, yeah. And Survival Instincts is a card that we've been seeing a lot of recently, um, because there aren't really any cards that punish you for being a quarry too much. Not that people are really using. Um, Not yet, yeah, really. If, yeah, we'll have to see if the later expansions add more uh, relevance to that uh, keyword. But for now, Survival just... Instincts is actually quite good. You can't be pushed back. Your defense goes up. It's it's great.
0: I just put that, I just put together a Banshee deck and threw that in there.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. They have two days. Yeah. Basically
2: doubles the defensive
0: output.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. I've been uh, practicing my snarl fangs with it.
0: There you go. Cool. 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 All right. Uh, So that's all the stuff in the FAQ and the errata that we thought were important. Um, We're going to move on uh, to our next section. Um, We're going to talk about this damn gift pack. (laughs) Yikes. Damn gift pack.
1: Right. So what are they doing? Yeah. It's important to know, you know, regardless of what you think about the gift they were pack,
0: doing such a good job this entire season. And I'm like, wow, this season's so good. Yeah. They, they're putting out all these great things. They, they staggered the, uh, you know, the, the dropping the, the expansions. We always have a topic for our podcasts. This is amazing. Um, and then it's just this, damn gift pack comes out and it's just a big old black eye on this season mm. let's talk about this yeah it doesn't
2: it's not good is it really like there's not much to,
0: it's not a lot of goodness out of this right i
2: i just i i i i i don't know what goes on behind the scenes at the game workshop right i mean none of us do really but like sure. you know, i i'd like to think and i i think i'm fairly confident saying this wasn't the, the the people who actually make the game right the designers i think this was someone's boss. And someone's boss was basically like, uh, "We want to make, you know, we want to do a Christmassy thing." And they probably didn't have enough. They probably yeah. didn't have enough time to prepare for it. I, I think it. I'd like to think this isn't like a super malicious. Let's milk as much money out of them as they can. And it's more of a let's do a gift pack. And then it was a sequence of they didn't have enough time and they just messed stuff up a bit. Because this has been messed up, like this I is think so. it's, it's it's not it's not pretty for consumers.
0: It's um, more negative than positive. There's a couple of positives. I think there's a couple of things that they reprinted, which was a good idea, which we'll get to in a second. But mm. for the most part, I feel that this is more of a more absurd. Yeah. yeah. Like, right. So let's yeah. Sorry. So let, let's just first talk about what's in it. Okay. Um, so you get three poker chips for something. What is it? It's around. They're supposed it's to be like round, round counter, counters. Yeah. But they're basically just beastgrave themed poker chips. Okay, um, there is you get cool. a dashboard. They do look they they look great. Oh yeah, apparently I'm not saying from cool.
2: people I know have had them, those are actually quite nice. Um uh, fine, I've used but, I mean them I've been,
0: I've just been using a D four like, yeah, yeah to do that, and I I feel like that's all you need. Um, okay, uh, I mean I might just use those to for like horn counters or you know whatever.
2: Can I just say what John Reese does? It's, it's actually the most awesome thing. He uses like house numbers, you know, like um, numbers that go in front of a house door. He has like has a one, two, and a three. Oh like yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, and they're it's really cool. Yeah, then it's he really like cool. takes a picture of it.
0: Yeah, I've seen <laughs> yeah. that before. Um, okay, and then uh, you get a dashboard, one of those little like like, but it's made out of cardstock,
3: mm.
0: not even neoprene. Like if it was made out of neoprene and it was like a slightly different version of the one that they sell separately in this for the price like that would make more sense but it's cardstock like i have two of those from grand clashes i don't need another one and i don't even use those so i i i think that it's ridiculous that they they didn't make it a neoprene mat um it looks nice like it's a great design um except for the except for the the little things on the top for the glory tokens but there's only like 10 of them and it's like if you're only scoring 10 glory in a game you're losing so shouldn't there be at least like 20 of those little things somewhere?
2: Just buy two gift packs. <sighs> yeah. See, now you're telling me, man.
0: That's not funny. Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. No, it is funny. But like, it's not funny. Um. So, and then uh, there's a lot of cards in it. You get like all these special cards. Um. There does not seem to be any particularly great new cards. Except for perhaps Guardian Glaive. Mm-hmm. Which is a pretty solid weapon. It's a pretty solid weapon. It's um, it's basically nullstone spear, but you get rerolls if you're standing on an objective. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and then there was uh, jealous defense. We said was a good one, but I actually don't remember what that one does. Uh,
2: if you don't, if you're on an objective and you don't have a charge token, make an attack with a fighter.
3: Oh, okay. Um, That's
2: so it's nice. kind of like a a much better design ready for action where you've got these limits that don't make it ridiculous and go in every deck. But yeah. if you do care about objective tokens and you've got attacks that are worth it, it's quite nice.
0: Yeah. Oh, actually that's kind of cool because what you could do is you could like restless prize something under you and then attack.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um,
0: yeah. That's actually not that. Uh, that's a little better than I thought it was. And uh, you could uh, faint. No, you can't faint. weight to something. What, what? What's the stipulation? Like you can't have a charge token.
2: Yeah. You can't have a charge token,
0: but if you have a move token, it's fine.
2: Uh, I believe so, yeah. I'm doing it from memory, but I'm 95% sure I'm right.
0: Okay, let me just check that real quick. But um, but then that means that you can feign weight to something and, and make an attack right afterwards.
2: Yeah, but to be fair, I don't think that's the best use of it because with feign weight crystal, you could just charge anyway.
0: Okay. Uh, I suppose
2: unless, unless you want to free yourself.
0: Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. Uh, yeah,
2: spend. it's just charge tokens. I've got it in front of me. Just just charge. So move tokens, you'd be fine. Oh, okay.
0: Okay, there you go. All right. Um, let's see. and that is it, that's
2: is it bad that I've committed all these to memory
3: already?
0: No, it's just it' it's good to do that. I think when when most players start playing if, if they're really good gamers, like again, there was like that guy Matt Cassidy, who had never played underworlds before, but he played other games. Mm-hmm. And so when he came and I played against him, he had only been playing for a month, but he met me on the final table, and I almost lost him because he's really good because he knows how to game. Yeah, And I, so I feel like with people where it's just like who know how to game and they know how to like, you know, play the chess match, they know how to play like, you know, the the magic, the gathering card stuff. Um, they just have to learn the cards when once they learn the cards and they know what everything does and they know what the war bands do. Great. Like minds will be very good at this game very quickly.
3: Yeah. Um, and people. like so, me.
0: Mean. yeah, like you. Right. Exactly. Like just remember what things do. All right. Um, okay. Now another problem, another knit we have to pick with this thing, is that uh, they reprinted a bunch of cards
1: from Shadespire that are now Shadespire legal in season
0: that are now legal again. So does that mean that I can go back and pull my S one cards out of the closet and put them back in my decks? Because I did that with Distraction and I did that with uh, uh, Spectral Wings because those are back. Cover Ground is back. That's really good. And some of these, like that, you should put that with the Grimwatch, right? Because you just move the bats, Mm -hmm. yeah. Done. Cover ground. Okay. Uh,
2: No, uh, they have to be inspired for that. Oh, they have to be
0: inspired. That's true. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, couple good good ones. Good ideas. Here are the cards that we thought were good ideas. Uh, The tax supremacies. We like those. We like those, and they're missing certain ones. So people who want to play a tax supremacy hold objective style deck now have their options. Yeah, there was only
1: two, two five and one four in in uh B grave. Right. B-scrave now we have C. 1 now, 2 and 3 yeah, 4 back. We got all the other ones back, so got it's it. not as obvious.
0: Right. And so when um, I play
1: you, when I play when we go to the, the club on Monday nights, when I play you, I'm gonna be running different tactical supremacies. I'm never every, gonna know. Every, yeah.
0: It's gonna be <laughs> different ones every, every time. One I'm never gonna know. What, what you does. do
1: is run the same ones every time for practice and then change it up for a tournament. Oh exactly. shit. Yeah. Exactly. That's, a, All that's right. a that's a that's a
0: good idea. That's a great idea. Because I'm right. never gonna uh,
1: win a tournament unless I beat Max, which is hard to do. So I gotta That is gotta no, you won one, one without out.
0: ever playing me. Mm-hmm. That was my the the first time I brought Mala. That's you, why I won. We never played each other. We never played each other, and you beat me by two glory because there I won was that. like fifteen people there or something like that, and we only played three rounds, and we I, you just never had to play me. But then the other time you beat me. But to be fair, I was playing my like suboptimal wild hunt. Yeah, no, deck. No, like no, I don't want to no, take no, it yeah, away yeah, from yeah, you, whatever, Randall. Or
1: whatever. Yeah. Okay. So I don't anyway, want to take it away from
0: you, Randall. They were uh, great games. <laughs> just stay in. I don't know. The last couple of times I I, I lost uh, Glass, it was because I brought something really... All I brought right. like something a little janky. I'm just saying. Sure, sure, I'm sure. I'm just okay. saying. I mean, we got distraction you know, back now.
1: I got, got distraction that.
0: back. That's pretty good. Oh, I think that that needs cut. to be back. It needs that, to be back in the game anyway. Yeah.
1: That is good for both uh, like countering objective play and also really good for aggro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a staple aggro card. It lets you Pull somebody, pull closer, somebody in, so you can attack them without charging. It's extremely, yep. extremely good. It was in every was before it rotated. Basically, you could also
0: distract somebody into a lethal, so that they're a little softer oh, when yeah, you do yeah. attack Everybody them.
1: Everybody's like running. Everybody's running the uh the card, the objective that where you got to run through the calculator. Oh, calculated risk. Oh, so calculated yeah. risk. Yeah. Right yeah, back in there and kill them. Yeah, yeah, that comes up.
0: Absolutely. I think Spectral Wings has to be in there because there are certain war bands that are really hampered by their low um, by their low uh, uh, movement.
1: Yeah, a lot of mobility cards got taken out of, you know, the, the championship and it's, it was hurting a lot of the, the season one war bands all, pretty heavily because they don't have a lot of range attacks or uh, heavy speed. Lion, Scores, Boys, Chosen and Steel Hearts are all very happy this is back. And yeah, to
2: be absolutely. fair, I have, lots
1: of people are going to take this because it's just that good. But yeah. especially it is good. Yeah. the low movements, they kind of really needed this.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's um, referencing season
1: one without you know stuff like hidden paths and spectral wings and stuff like that.
0: And it's it's going to make Cover Ground come back a lot more, which also has been reprinted.
1: We like that card. Oh, oh, actually, Cover Ground has been written rewritten was it yeah it's yeah like, it, yeah it, it so you can't cheese it with uh teleport. fainway crystal yeah. or in escape oh weapons. yeah
0: right 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 that's which is fine by me like you actually have to move through the hexes right yeah. that's yeah. what it says
1: because before yeah. it was like if you did fainway crystal and you you know picked right. your guy up and put him back on the objective token that that counted as you moving six even yeah. though you couldn't even though you can't you don't your fighter is not that fast so right. And you also can't do it, it where Briar you have Queen. to what, enter and exit. You actually have to yeah. physically
3: enter, to enter all the, the, the hexes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Although right. you can still do the same way you run in a circle as long as you just
1: end up on a different hex. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But you have to have high yeah. speed for that, which makes yes. it not yeah. like an auto include card. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Briar Queen can't inescapable vengeance. Right. Yeah. Right. um We also have Victorious Duel coming back, which I think is good. um good I think Malog got really yeah. hit by a lot of stuff in this kind of this is a little bit of a help to get him back into it. I think it's
2: just a um, fun card as well. Like, so, so it's like, obviously it's strong, but like, it, it's nice to just have fun cards and there's something fun about your leader going for their leader, you know?
0: That's true. Yeah, that's true. I okay, like that. Really good um,
1: Malag and Magor. Mm, Magor
0: likes it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now for the terrible idea of the century. Uh, They brought back rebound. Hmm. Mm. Mm. What? Gonna,
1: the people are going to get salty. I'm sorry. If you if you talk about salt. If, what? If, when you talk about rebound, people either hate you or. They hate uh, that you hate it. Oh, yeah. oh, this goddamn card. It's like, this yeah. card <laughs> it's like Marmite. You either love it or you hate it. Yeah. I, not only do you hate it, not only do you hate the card, you hate everybody who likes it. I hate the people card.
0: who put it in. Yeah. Like. <laughs> got uh, don't do that to us uh, just don't everybody take that card when you if you decide to buy this take that card throw it out the window <laughs> no don't do don't throw it out the window cuz then you can go outside and get it back yeah. i feel like this it'll, is kind it'll of it'll bounce
2: like, back if you uh, it right <laughs>
0: it'll just boomerang right back in i feel like this is like uh, like like a, like a glycine bag full of like coke like you you throw it out the window and you're like oh oh no 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 i gotta go find it and you go like going through like your you know the the leaves on the floor oh good i found it oh good like i can't believe they did this this is like the a number one bad time card of all time somebody's going to have a bad time when they play this card. Either you're going to have a bad time because rebound got used against you and it worked or they're going to have a bad time because it didn't work and they just like blew a a spot in their deck. Or if you use it, same thing, but reversed. It's like, why would they throw in the one, the one card that everybody, everybody agrees. It's like a bad time card. Like that's for me. I just uh, can't believe it. And I was surprised
1: that they didn't ban it in relic. Format, and now I know why.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs>
1: yeah, back. yeah, that's true. Right. so it's it's
2: one of those weird ones where, like, I I I really hate it. Like, I'm on you. I'm 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 completely with you guys, but I, I, I am aware that there are people who like it. Right? There's this kind of there are people who like the kind of you know <laughs> big risk, big reward kind of stuff. It's just it's just <laughs> so unpleasant when it happens against you because it feels like you spent you know why are you playing this game when it's just this dice roll decides it you know like why have you built a deck and done all these carefully calculated moves and like even like you know normal attacks like you can do stuff like haymaker or get supports and you know make the odds different but rebound is just a one in three there's nothing you can do about it
0: right and that's and that's different like i know people are gonna say yeah but it's a dice game like i know all you back there you guys are listening you're like yeah but it's a dice game yeah but this is like the card that is the pivot for like any game that it's used in basically it, it depending on the war bands, obviously, because if you're like going into like, I don't know if you're it, it, there, there are certain war bands where like, you're not going to have like big heavy hitters. Like I, it would be a bad card to take against like, let's say goblins or something like that. Mm. But, um but still it's like in a lot of cases, a lot of matchups it's just, Oh, yeah, Oh, it just, it-
1: it uh, discourages you. It shouldn't from
0: putting... come down to one die roll. It should come down to several dice rolls.
2: Or at least you should have like some way of interacting with that dice roll. Right. Like, there's nothing you can do to change. I mean, the only thing you can do is put Fate's decree that um, card in your deck. But like, it's it's it, it comes up only if they're playing spells or they're playing rebound. Uh, otherwise, that's a dead card in your deck, and that's so that's not worth it.
0: What what if they changed rebound so that you have to roll a crit? Hmm.
2: I don't know. I, I I I don't know. I don't know. I I just think like the whole card is badly designed. Like, I
1: I feel like I, I, yeah, it's a it's yeah. a badly designed card. It's been FAQ'd a hundred different times. Exactly. Uh, like, you know what? Like attack, it's, so, right? it's so low risk to put in your deck, and it could just cause the game to be a blow. There's no there's no single card that can swing a game harder in someone's direction than than rebound. And you know everybody wants it to be restricted but it feels kind of silly to restrict it because it only works you know one sixth of the time or whatever
0: it's a fair card it's just that its results are always terrible for someone
1: all right i've
2: got one i've got this is how i'd remake rebound it's it's a a different card but this is a high risk high reward right play this when an opponent makes an attack you get an innate dodge if if they fail to hit you you reflect all the damage back to them you know deal it back if they do hit you and uh, you die, they get an extra glory. Boom. Big swing, but you can play around it.
0: Uh, oh, okay. Okay. And, and you have to, you, do, something about how you have to play it before the attack occurs.
2: Yes. And it's an innate dodge, so it makes it, increases the odds, but it's not, like, they can still stack, like,
0: Oh, five so there's dice. no die roll. Yes, I got exactly. you. And that's to do with your opponent's dice roll. So they yes. can still re-roll things and uh, you know Hammer of Sigmar making yeah. like, a, a success in there. All right, I like that a little bit better, but they didn't do that. No. They just took rebound and yeah. gave it to us again. Yeah, and
1: it's in the game now.
0: Oh god. It for two years at least.
1: And it, and it, it's the other thing is it sort of uh discourages you playing cards that like power your guy up or or even just attacking, it discourages you from attacking, and this is supposed to be the game where they and, want you to uh, back and they want you to run in there and interact with your opponent's models.
2: If you're playing thorns, you probably take this because you want uh, triggers for treacherous foe. Yeah, um, and this is a trigger for treacherous foe. So, as much as I dislike it, it's a reasonably strong card. It's one of those. It's statistically over a match, it happens once, but it's such a big swing that one time it happens that it practically wins you that one game. So. And if the other time it's still scoring you a glory for treacherous foe, that's still doing something, even when it's not actually doing the job, you know? Right.
0: All right. I'm, I'm over right, this. I think, we're,
1: I think we're done. I mean, it's <laughs> rebound is what it is. I don't think it's as good as it was previously because the meta has changed a little bit. Yeah, where, there's a lot less power yeah, lying around. There's a lot yeah. less mm. people going back and forth, one-shotting each other, and more about being on objectives nowadays but it still does happen
0: i mean people design their decks so that they can still one-shot things sometimes mm. i mean
2: although right now people are kind of using pit trap and snare a bit more
0: to do that yeah, yeah. i know which
2: is kind I of know. a bit yeah but
0: if you use the rebound and it works then it like that still browns your uh your move it does all right anyway it just gives you an extra chance to get out of an attack it's like defense rolling defense dice twice um all right so uh they they added the keys are we cool with this do we want keys to come back we can I, I couldn't really I don't, I don't know how i feel about this
2: i'm, I'm happy like it's i don't fine. think they're ever gonna like dominate play right i don't, I think they're slightly worse than they were before just because we've got better upgrades now they seem yeah. to have made a concerted effort to just make upgrades in general more worth taking so these are kind of back from the old day but they're, they're still they've still got uses like if you're playing gits or thorns um and you want a big payout at the end of the game yeah yeah, it's 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 fireball. But, It's
0: cool, but also Grimwatch to a certain extent.
2: <laughs> yeah, you could take it Grimwatch. It's easier with Grimwatch just to kill everyone after the first round. So yeah, eh. yeah.
0: yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Grimwatch um, some
1: upgrades that are decent good
0: ones yeah they got some some really good ones yeah uh but but let's just talk real quick before we move on to grimwatch which is supposed to be the meat of this episode um uh what didn't they put back in and we're really glad they didn't put these back in uh we said ready for action glad they didn't reprint that right Mm -hmm. yep uh superior tactician they could have done that and they didn't escalation Yep. hidden paths a lot of these did not come back and and it's probably better off. They didn't. So they didn't, they didn't totally punt on this cause they could have been worse. Um, and then the last thing that I want to talk about is why is it so expensive? Like it's, it's $37 and I imagine it's like, what, what is it? What is that in pounds? It's it like, costs
2: more than a war bound basically.
0: Yeah. And it's definitely not as much stuff. Is it because it's like a limited edition thing?
2: The only, yeah, that's the only legitimate reason, I think. And to be fair, it probably is the reason is they're probably just not making as many of this. So probably like it's economics of scale, you know. They don't have... They're probably like, oh, we're only going to make X amount, so it costs us more to do a limited run, you know.
0: But, but isn't it really crappy though because yeah. I mean, people were having trouble finding the leaders pack for a while people were having trouble finding uh you know the echoes of glory pack after a while they like dried up i mean this is going to dry up really quickly like i don't know if there's anything special that needs to be gotten out of this pack but maybe in the future something in this pack becomes that like that diamond in the rough well
2: yeah and, there might be like and, um jealous defense might be just the perfect card with one of the war
0: Right. And then some people are not going to have that option. I mean, I'm going to because I I already pre-ordered it because I feel like I'm a content provider and I should have things so I can talk about them. Um, But but I was thinking, like, maybe I don't need to get this. But then I'm like, well, what if something ends up being like really important? And then it's like it's not available to people, you know, in a year.
2: So, yeah, it's weird. Like we've got two options, right? Either the reason it's expensive is because of a limited print run. At which point, oh, God, it's a limited print run. That's a problem. Or yeah. it's not. And then question, question mark, why is it so expensive?
0: Right. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's so much negative to this. Um, if anybody wants to hear a, another opinion, by the way, uh, Justin on the on the Battlecast on, uh, on YouTube does a really great uh, video on this. So I, I recommend going take a look at that as well um all right so are 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 we cool with um with this whole gift pack thing we're just gonna put that to bed we said what we need to say about it
2: yeah cool yeah pretty much like i I will just say i the gift packs like not a happy place it's not a good time there's there's not really much defending it but i do i think the game's never been more fun to play in general so like unless there's too much of this i'm it's, it's going to sound like a massive cop out, but unless there's too much of these type of things, I'm still really happy with the game. Honestly. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I yeah. know.
0: I, I'm just I'm venting very strongly at this, mainly yeah. because they reprinted Rebound and it's too expensive. <laughs> well, I, like, I
2: yeah, so
0: take Rebound out, take like seventeen dollars, make it twenty dollars. You know, like there, like there's, I would say there's twenty dollars worth of stuff in there. Maybe there's not thirty seven. Uh, and, and then of course rebounds in there. And that's just made me, that made me run around my studio and, it kind and of screaming ruins the whole so, thing.
1: Like it's not too terrible without, without that.
0: Yeah. That would be the easiest way to fix it. Make it cheaper and take that one card up and then it would be all right.
2: Games workshop, or- like... They yeah. do listen to us, like they're, they're, so. Like Nick, bless his heart, he has to manage the Facebook communities, which I, I you couldn't pay me money to do. And like <laughs> he obviously sees all this stuff, so I I have a suspicion they won't do this again.
1: I mean, I really hope they don't do this again. I,
0: yeah, me too. Or or at least they'll make make adjustments to make it more palatable.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And one issue uh, I have, uh, another, real quick before we move on, um, they kind of did the right thing when they made the Echoes of Glory pack. Yeah. You know, they we didn't have we did. they didn't have to. Rebuy. If we already had the the models for Eric's Reavers and Steelheart, they put the cards without the models from those packs, so we didn't have to buy the the models again, right? So it's yeah. it's it's kind of like they already learned their lesson, and then they went back and did something foolish afterwards. Yeah, kind of makes me.
0: That, yeah, the Echoes you know? of Glory was like treating your player base right. Yeah. And and yeah. I think everybody appreciated that, especially the, the players who were already very deep into the game. But, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you, Randall. All
1: right. Well, I'm done. I'm done thinking about this.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's get into the meat of this episode. Uh, Michael, we brought you on because we're talking Grimwatch today um, and we want to talk more nuts and bolts about the, the faction. Not quite so much how how you would play them, because, again, you've talked about that already. Um, but we want to talk about just like nuts and bolts here. So just overall impressions of Grimwatch. You've been playing them so much. I've been playing them a bit myself. They're 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 fun. They're definitely a little different than what I'm used to, but just overall impressions, uh, Michael. What do you got so far?
2: They're really good. Um, yeah,
0: they're right.
2: <laughs> so they're 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 interesting, right? They've got there's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces with the Grimwatch. There's so many abilities. I'm gonna be honest. I'm sure I had games at Grand Clash where I forgot like to put a feast counter on Master Talon in a certain situation because there's I, so many rules. I don't have ever done it. Yeah,
0: I've like, played. I've played at least ten to twenty games with these guys, mm. and it's like I don't think I've ever done it. I think I forget that that's even a thing.
2: Yeah. And there's so many different things like that. So the Knight's Herald, when he's inspired, the minus one dice to attacks—it's really big deal. But because there's yeah. so many of these things, it's very easy to forget one of them. So there's there's a lot going on. I think I do think one of their, but not necessarily a weakness, but one of the, the things about them is you have to spend a bit of time playing them. You're not—it's not the type of thing you just dabble with and then go, oh, I now know how to play the Grimwatch. You kind of have to get a lot of reps in with them.
0: Right. But they, but but I, so I I, I have the exact same feel. With the, that you do but even forgetting some of these things that they do mm-hmm. they're still crazy good
2: oh yeah They're, like, really
0: they're sure. they a very high glory floor and i think an even higher glory ceiling mm-hmm. for these guys if you put a couple of the right cards in which we'll talk yeah. about later
2: so i know you don't want to talk about my grand clash too much because we did i did that on the other one but i had a game in a semi-final where i scored 13 glory in one round without a kill sorry that wasn't just a round that was the first round so there was no like weird third end phase (laughs) acolyte of the cataphrames or anything there that's just that's like a thing they
0: can do yeah yeah that's like that's a possibility with these guys uh i I think it's undeniable that they are like s tier like they've they've been winning all over the place um they uh you were saying about how the games seem to take longer yeah so
2: i think games take a bit longer now than they used to for two reasons one like i said there's just a, the warbands themselves are just a little bit more complicated than they used to be just not like massively but just every season it seems like there's just a few more extra little rules on all the fighters there's a lot more to keep track of and two this is this is the much bigger deal is now like objective tokens and like hold objective play is popular because it's like probably the best like way to play um That style of play takes a lot more thinking. You can't just go, this is my most optimal charge. I charge here, which, you know, you still have to know. You still have to think about your positioning and what cards you've got. There's still a lot to think about, but you really have to plan out a turn if you're trying to get a supremacy or a dug in or get a key on at the end. You really have to plan out your activations. It just, that thinking time takes time.
0: Right. And you and I both played quite a bit with Molog. Mm. And when you play Molog, it's like, bash that guy. Or bash this guy. It's so sexy. And then maybe bash that guy. Yeah.
2: Done. Oh look, my very dice missed. Simple. GG. Right. <laughs> it's fine.
0: Wait, what happened?
2: No, sorry. I just you just oh my dice missed. Oh well.
0: Next right. time. And exactly. And that's it. Yeah. Like that's all you have to think about. And and but with these guys, this is like you you do need a little bit of surgical precision with them. Mm. I, I I think you do have to you do have to think about what you're gonna do. It's not very clear what the best like most optimal most optimal move is going to be like it is sometimes with malog, uh, or, uh, or even, you know, Magor, which is like just attack with that guy attack with that guy attack with that guy. Um, this one attacking versus standing versus moving versus positioning. There's a lot more planning that needs to be done, but I think that, um, especially players who are more advanced in the game are going to be able to really optimize what these guys can do. Um, so I, so I agree with you there. Um, you were saying that objective plays back, uh, talk about inspiration. Oh,
2: the greenwatch inspiration. It's so the greenwatch inspiration is really interesting. Like for two reasons. One, they gain as a warband so much from their inspiration. Yeah. Like it's a lot. It, it, it feels like they're almost like 1.5 power, like all their stats are like times by an extra, like half again. If you
0: goes up a little bit, their energy yeah. gets way better.
2: Some of them get more damage. Like your Duke yeah. gets more damage. Um, you get like Valweek gets an extra dodge defense. The bats get ensnare and attacks. The butcher goes from two fury to four fury, and yeah, with snare. snare. Yeah. Held gets that minus one dice to adjacent fighter attack. Right. Yeah. All the year.
0: yeah, all that stuff is on the is on the inspired side for those Ghouls.
2: So one of the big deals about inspiration for them is it means a lot. And then the other one is that your opponent really has to be on top of their game to stop you inspiring. Because it's it, basically, if, nothing, if if your opponent just tries to play a I'm just going to score as much score as possible game, you inspire to, for free yeah. while you can be also doing your own thing. And then t- rounds two and three, you can go, ha, ha, ha now I've got the stupid stats. I'm going to go kill you.
0: That's kind of annoying when you sit down and Grim watches across the table. Mm. Because now you, you have to think, do I stick to my game plan? Which is to sit back, like I don't know if you're playing, like like my Banshee deck that I just put together is, is I I, I can attack, but I really want to sit back and and stand on objectives. Um. So, but if I'm against Grimwatch, do, does that mean I have to go in and start killing things and try to like disrupt that? See, now, now it's it's like it's like it, 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 I don't want to say it's like Molog level of because when Mala came out, everybody had to like consider that. I think with Grimwatch it's it's also like you have to consider that you're sitting across the table from this particular warband and maybe now I have to like ditch my game plan because I can't let them do their game plan.
2: Hmm. And, and I
0: that's tough.
2: I think now that like so the games in this weird state where like I said hold objective is really strong but also like kind of flex is strong where yeah. you're hold objective a bit but you're also aggro a bit. Yeah. However, if you're against Grimwatch, you can't be aggro a bit. You have to be aggro all the way. You have to yeah. turn that up to eleven because you need to get every fighter you can into their board so they can't inspire. And then, then after that, you're playing kind of an equal game where you're pressuring them, and they can, they can, they can collapse if you keep that pressure on. But yeah. if you get your foot off the pedal for one moment, they're coming right back at you.
0: And it's it's it sucks that in that the that the matchup here going against Grimwatch will have to will dictate what you have to do. Mm. You spent I, all that time putting together a deck, going like, "Oh, this is great," and then you're like, "Oh, damn, it's Grimwatch."
2: <laughs> I mean, I I, I don't necessarily, mo- I don't think that sucks necessarily. I kind of find it interesting, but I just I, I I think overall it's a bit of a concern just how strong they are with that, you know.
0: It plays to and and that fact plays to their advantage no matter what.
2: Yeah, yeah, they right. get they get like control over the game because they're forcing your opponent to do stuff straight away.
0: Yeah. Alright, um, so let's talk about the fighters in particular, um, because uh they're all very interesting as, as as a war band. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I feel like we have to start with the leader crack marrow, which by the way, I like I like saying that name. Crack marrow, just feels good. Um or you can call him the Duke. You know, I kind of want to dress him like Bowie when I paint him, you know, like be like the thin white Duke. <laughs> maybe do them all as bowies i don't know i'm just i'm thinking of what to do with different them Bowies from throughout. yeah life. different bowies different yeah we can have you know valerie can be like labyrinth bowie
1: oh wow you
2: could I really know. go in on that
0: i know i'm just saying like who who would be ziggy stardust who's
2: gonna case? be the goblin king
0: uh gristlewell
2: ah i like it
0: right who's ziggy stardust though the butcher
2: Hmm.
0: i don't know all right, anyway let's move on so uh so crack marrow uh what, what do you say about this guy
2: so I, I, he is probably the most example of how much he gains from inspiring. So, like <laughs> uninspired, he's four move, uh, four wounds, um, a range two attack with two damage for two smash. He's a, a solid set of stats, maybe slightly better than average for a fighter, but nothing, nothing too fancy. When yeah. he inspires, he gains a move. Yes. he gains a damage on his attack. It goes to three damage. He yes. gains cleave on his attack. Yes, he does. <laughs> so he, he's suddenly like this this massive threat.
0: And, and offensive die. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Sorry, I forgot he got accuracy as well. It's it, yeah. So like he he's um he's well when he's inspired he's better than Scritch basically. He's Scritch. Yes. Wait, I don't think he gets an extra dice, does he? Uh,
0: for for accuracy on defense he does, but not on offense.
2: Oh, yes, he goes up to two dodge. Yep, I've forgotten that. Right. Yep. 2-dodge, yeah, that's just... That's the thing, right? I've played them so long, and I actually forgot one of the things he gains when he's fighting because there's just so many things that's Warband. Um, but yeah, no, um, he's... And the fact that he can go to 2-dodge actually means you can take some of the more interesting upgrades like Survival Instincts and just make him an absolute nightmare to even hit in the first place.
0: Yep. And you can um, still put Spectral Armor on him? Yes. And then you also have, what's the one where he can only take up to 2 damage and that's it?
2: Impervious Delusion.
0: I mean, you can Which make... Which is him
2: hilarious him. with uh, Sudden Growth. Yeah, <laughs> so it's basically, kind of... you
0: have to hit. You have to successfully hit him three times.
2: Yep. Yeah,
0: with that combo. Okay. Yep. Um. So yeah. So but you got to keep him alive. Um. Because yes. his muster ability is so important, which we already talked about. Um. Yeah. But you know, once round three starts, you can be a little bit looser with him because his uh, the muster ability is no longer a factor. Um. By then, you probably have things that you want to kill. So. Um, I think you have to be cagey with them at the beginning of the game for the most part, and then and then maybe at uh, in the third round you can kind of start to wreck stuff with it. Um, did you play that a little differently because I think you said something earlier. I
2: you- I think you, the better you get with Grimwatch, the more you know the times you have to be aggressive with the duke there are there are situations where it's obviously like you say he carries a lot of powerful stuff in his back he's got the call and the stuff on him as well and you want to kind of power him up to inspire him but there are times in round one where he's one of your best fighters and you do just need to you need to kind of if there's someone being aggro and being right in your face you need to kind of do everything you can to fight back so
0: because he has distance he has range he has strength
2: Yes. And, yeah. you know, if they've charged in and you, you know, there's, there can be a chance where one of their fighters missed. So you can uh, go in with the Duke and have support on that. So you can make it odds on. There's, there's, there's definitely times to fight with him early on. Just, just be careful doing so. It's a bit of a balancing act.
0: Right. And, and you like putting trophy belt and Tome of Offerings on
2: crack. <laughs> so good. I mean, the, the one downside of trophy belt with him is it only works uh, if you kill an adjacent enemy so it's not quite yep. as good as a range two attack. But, I mean, if you get both of those on, you get basically Supremacy's worth of glory every kill. Every kill, yeah. And mm-hmm. if you're playing against the other Grimwatch, which are quite popular, there's a lot of low wound targets for you to farm glory from. Yep. Yeah.
0: Chain no, rasps. I love that.
2: Yeah, Chain Rasp. Thorns are popular yep. as well.
0: Okay. Although you said you didn't really like seeing Thorns across the table, but we'll talk about that in a little bit.
1: Mm. Well, All I'm right. just... In my experience playing against Grimwatch, um, I've noticed that I, I think... The best way to do it is to just try to keep people out of your territory in round one and score as many cards as you can. And then take all your upgrades and put the one put them on Crack Marrow. And I've I've played against against them where when he gets his upgrades out, you're just not gonna kill him. Like it's it's kinda of yeah. mathematically impossible. When he gets the one where he only takes two damage, and yeah. he gets more health and you know, maybe even more defense, it it's impossible to kill him. I've just thought, I think I'm right with this. I think Impervious Delusion protects you from a re-
2: rebound killing yourself. Mm. So if you've got great strength on, and you're dealing four barrels, they rebound. I think I think you only take two.
0: Now, hold on a second. That depends on what Impervious Delusion says. Does it say it has to be from an attack action? I think it still counts as an
2: attack action from rebound Because yeah, it's,
0: think... it's a film? Uh, if yeah, this fighter would be dealt more toy? than two
1: damage. Hold on. If this fighter would be dealt more than two damage by an attack action in bold or gambit, or gambit, instead dealt two damage.
0: Oh, or gambit,
1: or gambit cannot be modified, so he's almost rebound proof as well.
0: Yep, all right, what a good Well, then I like him more, (laughs) all right. Uh, and then of course, we talked about the whole muster and ghoul call stuff already in in the FAQ section, so uh, we'll, we'll skip over that um next is on our list is Gristlewell, and he's just basically just our heavy hitter
2: he's 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 so nice to have in the warband you've got a three damage fighter off the bat like right. if you've got any way of improving accuracy, like haymaker potion of rage prize vendetta something like that and you get one of them on then he's like he's <laughs> odds on to do three damage in the first round and that that kills a lot of fighters in the game with lethal tokens that can kill a, even more like, he's nuts
0: and yeah, even if he what? he's he's basically Riptooth tooth without cleave
2: kind of yeah kind of
0: yeah right because he his he yeah. he goes from four to five um his his uh his defense stays the same and then his uh you know but he starts off with three I mean it's it's it, but it's it's very similar as far as just like mm. what you would maybe do with him
3: yeah
2: a little, know, little, little less
0: accurate to start
2: you shouldn't ever you shouldn't be afraid if you don't have those accuracy cards to make a charge of him right because two two yeah. two fury versus one dodge you still have a 44% chance. That's not like, bad. it's not, yeah, it's, it's almost a 50-50. And Especially if, you, if it's,
0: like, a decently safe charge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've done it for to great effect. I mean, sure. Hmm.
2: Sometimes you just got to throw those charges out there, and if you charge him and Valerie you know, if one of them hits, yay. And one of them probably
0: hits. Sure.
1: I like when yeah. Max does this thing where he charges me with Gristlewell and he rolls three hammers multiple <laughs> yeah.
0: times. That's happened.
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's happened a lot
0: of times. I think we didn't it happen like three times in a oh, row last done. time. Yeah. Where wow. I was just like, oh, because like, oh, I'm getting hammers. So it would be wonderful if this was all Mologue, but it's Crystalwell and he's, I don't know, he's got a giant bone hammer. Shouldn't they be hammers? I'm Maybe it's
1: Fury because he's, he's furious.
0: I, I don't know.
1: Well, he's just a, you know, like a deranged idiot, basically. He just swings it around <laughs> round Aren't randomly. Aren't they all? Okay, I
2: I think thematically Fury is more for like the ragey kind of less skilled people, whereas I think Smash is supposed to be for like the more skilled fighters. Like I'm saying this, like, I'm not sure.
0: I mean, it makes sense, like accuracy wise. Mm. Sure. I just imagine him having
1: like drunk strength, like he's just wasted it, but but he's, you know.
0: I get a little, I get a little bit of like a... Was it, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? The Hunchback of Notre Dame kind of vibe out of him,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 All right. a, bit that. yeah a little bit. All right, uh, moving on, we got uh, Valreek who definitely could.
1: Uh, the, the only good whoa. thing about her is, on, is yeah. that she's a hunter,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, because Gristlewell is not,
1: yeah. she doesn't do anything else though. Anyway. No, Valreek not...
0: is the hunter, that's true.
1: She's not fancy, but I mean, she's yeah.
2: three wounds, she can do two damage early, she's she's got her uses. Usually, I use her for calculated risk and then go on to objective token because uh, that's
0: kind of what I was doing with her. If yeah. you do
2: it with the crypt ghouls and they they can just leave the warden and you die, whereas uh, she's got that one extra wound so they can't do it.
1: Yeah, that's okay. bit, yeah. Basically, use her for standing on objectives and being a three health rather than a two health. Mm. And if you it, she does do more damage than the the other crypt ghouls do, but if you want to do damage, you might as well uh, or crack marrow.
0: Mm. All right. Yeah. Uh, moving on. To two, it, I was, I was, was just different.
2: gonna say she goes to two dodge as well in the spot. So that's true. So that's, that's why nice. I think
0: she's a little bit better at like standing on objectives. Mm. She's just harder to push. Um. But she gets pretty fast, and she gets a little bit more accurate. Yep. Yeah.
1: All
0: right. All right. Uh, next, the harriers, the bats. Right. And we've uh,
1: seen now we've seen animal companions in this game before, right? These guys. These guys no, are pretty none, legit. None quite like these guys. Yeah, I think the only animal that's better than them is Riptooth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gr- Gris- uh, G- Grawl is jealous. No,
1: Gr- Riptooth is a hero of corn, dude. Not a not just some Joe Schmo.
0: No, I thought Riptooth was Riptooth like uh Black is a, was a a a like a demon, isn't he? Right. He's
1: he's the power behind the
0: Yeah. Sure. Um I just every time I see Riptooth, I think of like when they took uh Dana from uh, Ghostbusters and turned her into a dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they took yeah, the Sigourney yeah. Weaver character. Like that's what I think of every time I see Rip Anyway, so um, Harriers—they—they uh, they can score, gather momentum, and cover ground pretty good. Those are both yeah. coming out. Just saying.
2: And uh, so, they're three—they're three wounds, and they ignore lethal hexes. So yes, they're they really do. useful for when your opponent puts a lethal hex behind a starting hex on your board, and you just go right. right I'll put these guys next to them.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Uh, they become very accurate when they're inspired. Um, they don't do deal a lot of damage, um, no, at least not not as they are, not natively. No, yeah. they're
2: so
1: fast you can sometimes get a killer with a lethal hex, right. yeah, when your opponent isn't thinking that they can be reached at that lethal hex back on their board
0: exactly. put a little they', a they little are really good the wings on yeah. these guys that go across the board.
1: They're really good at messing up your opponent's plan. They're not necessarily gonna you know go on a killing spree or whatever, but if your opponent, yeah. well, you remember what I did with his, them? Oh yeah, and then you Man did. The yeah, you did a thing where you you flew over me, and then you used yeah. uh, center of attention to
0: and pulled your two guys your, mouth, you know, out of your yeah.
1: zone, and then you got inspired. And I lost that game. I,
0: I was very proud of that move. That was a good one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, I I totally agree with you. The Harriers are really they're good disruption.
0: Yeah. Okay. Don't don't underestimate them. All right. And if
1: you're going against them, they're kind of easy to kill. So kill them and they don't come back. Yeah. And if you kill it's almost like killing Iron
2: Hell, because if they have got cover ground and gathered momentum in there, right, you just right, made their objective look right. yeah. a lot more tricky.
3: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. That's a good point. Um all right, we got some uh we got some crypto's now. They're only three. Um and these are them. We'll start with a uh, Master Talon. Uh and let's see, this guy. Uh not not a whole lot to begin with, you know. Um but winning inspires gains an accuracy, gains a move, but then he has that crazy reaction where you get a counter.
2: I mean right? you say he does, but I've never yeah, seen yeah, that it happen. Really,
0: yeah, it really happen. <laughs> Basically you just you just he's fast, so that's good. And you just you set him down and stuff. What I would do in in, in my deck is I put a lot of um I would I would give him stuff like uh like larval lance and amberbone bone axe to, mm. to, to make their make their attacks a little bit beefier.
2: Yeah, I think I think all the crypt goers are really good targets for those attack action upgrades, especially because yep. they can keep coming back,
0: and they have they still have it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was definitely using that, but you gotta be careful with that larval lance because you can't throw great strength on it; it won't work.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay. Uh, next, we have uh, the herald.
2: I like and to call him Harold.
0: Harold. Harold, sure. Mm. Maybe his name was Harold mm. when he was a Bretonian. Oh, right, right, right. Maybe. Um, anyway, certain. very, yeah, has basically the exact same stats as Talon. Yeah, identical. And he
1: has but, a for equally forgettable ability.
0: I, I don't know. I don't that, forget that this one. I don't bad. forget
1: this one. Yeah, but this one's really nice. That's true. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes. Let me ask you a says, question: uh, minus one dice from adjacent enemy fighters' attack actions. So that means
0: it, no matter what they're using to attack you with if they're standing next to you this still works so even if they're using a, a range three attack right yeah that's or how they're work. not even
1: attacking him as long as he's adjacent right to, and they yeah, yeah yeah somebody else yeah so he's good. how would
0: this affect how would this affect larvalance uh, like if your opponent's attacking modified, with right. larvalance from range one
2: uh wait this oh i see oh that's really weird i don't know I don't. I think it doesn't affect lava lance. Says that it.
0: can't be modified. So that yeah, must be in positive think, or negative, I th- right?
2: I think this means you. Yeah, I don't think it affects
1: lava lance.
0: I mean, very niche situation. I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think you're right. I think yeah. it doesn't. Lava lance says they cannot be modified when it's talking about the dice and damage. They cannot be modified.
0: Right. All right. So let's move on. So the last guy is the butcher, and when the butcher is uninspired looks identical to talon, looks identical to the herald. Um but whereas these guys have like little special abilities, the butcher doesn't have a special ability. He just gets four dyson and snare.
2: Yeah. He's just like his special ability is like go kill you.
0: Yeah. I yeah, kind of like, like that. A
1: great strength target in my opinion.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, or, or, got two or, or, uh two great strengths with these guys. Yeah, yeah, because you have I the fact specific maybe. one. Mm. spider's ferocity would not be too bad in this yeah he's rolling four four dice dice,
1: you can fish for crits
0: exactly um um, so a lot
1: of dice with spider's ferocity is kind of a good go more aggro style
0: but this is a great kit overall it's too good it's yeah i mean i think that's part of the reason why they're so successful
1: when you read it yeah
0: yeah it's pretty great um Um,
1: yeah it's pretty nuts
0: so so play style how how, what do we think is viable for these guys
2: honestly i think you could play them literally so i think you can either play aggro pure hold objectives or a flex between the two i think they can work either or any of them i I I do think i do think of the three aggro is probably slightly the worst but it's still got legs
0: yes I think you could totally play just straight aggro, Mm. uh, you know, push, push into the other person's zone so that they can't get their guys on your side and Mm. then get that inspiration, especially going in with the crypt ghouls, just because you can just bring them back. Um, so I think that that is viable, but I think that flex is the way that most people play them just because they have so many movement shenanigans, uh, and so many fighters. Yeah. And there's just like, I think there's just a lot of tech for that, right?
2: So like, you've got a lot of, um, you've got a lot of bonuses for getting on tokens. I mean, you've got your own, that surge, your only way out in faction. Yeah. Um, you've got that card pack advance, which pushes all your crypt goals too. So you can, if you get that early, you can push onto them very easily. Yes. Um, but then you've also got like good fighters that could fight. So it's nice to go for tokens and to fight like a mix of the two.
0: All right. All uh, right. Yeah, I think that's it. And then if you can get them inspired, they just become even scarier that in that regard.
2: Yeah. Um I think there's like a mini game with the Grimwatch where your first round it, both you and your opponent like it's it, you're really fighting over that inspire condition.
0: Yeah. It, it, that was the same thing with the original dwarves. Mm. Very very similar like trying to trying to get them to not stand on stuff so that they can't come and get you.
2: Yeah, that game was rigged though. It's it's, it's a lot easier to stop them.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah yeah, yeah. cuz well I mean you know, the distraction. Well he's we have distraction now. Um also like they have to be really far away. Because yeah. sometimes those things. All right. Well, it's not exactly the same, but um, but yeah. No, I get you. All right. So, so what are some cards? Let's talk about faction cards that we think are good with these guys, no matter what. Um. So, so we said uh, we started with "In the Name of the King."
2: Mm, that's juicy.
0: Oh, it's so good. So easy to get. It, it. It's that's the one where if you're, it's it's supremacy as after an activation, you only get two, but. That's just so valuable with these guys. There's so many of them. There's so many other cards that move them around. If you can, if you, if you um, pair that with Pack Advance, you can do it really, like really yeah. very quickly. Yeah, the and you fact
1: co- that it's a that it's a surge makes it really hard to play around to play against. You have to get on the. You have to basically be on the objectives yourself, so they can't get on them to score this immediately.
2: Yeah and it gives you this big this big awkward thing when you're trying to if you're playing against Grimwatch do you give them tokens or boards when you win the roll off because if you give them tokens they're going to score a lot of glory from this but um if you give them boards they might set it up so it's really really easy for them to inspire yeah
1: so that's yeah. a tough choice
0: it's a tough choice mm. um i always
1: yeah. i always opt to set up the board against grimwatch I feel like mm. it's too important. You can give them, you can give them the tokens. I feel like.
0: But you were also playing with uh, the gun dwarves a lot, so they actually have deceptively good range on them. So if yeah, you, you can set, poke that, them off, can't you? Yeah, he he yeah. could like he can shoot things well, off. Well, I, like, I mean, uh, I always want
1: to. I want to have more space usually. When you have a when you have it offset like that, it's, it's tough to get in on them. Mm. That's just me though.
2: Yeah. And the thing with Grimwatch is
1: they do have the tricks
2: to, if they've only got two tokens, to get to that third one, because you can go call onto your, you know, if you if one of your Crypt calls has died, you go call into your opponent's side of board and then you can use like Restless Prize or Confusion or something to try and get in onto one of those tokens. Yeah. Um I do think actually that's one thing to bear in mind in playing against them. If if they've only got two tokens and they've got like a crypt ghoul at the front that looks like an easy kill maybe don't kill it maybe, maybe try and it ignore it yeah. and just move into the territory and try and kill other stuff because they might want you to kill that for the muster the ghoul call to try and get to that token
0: I mean if ever there was a dangle bro that sounds like that sounds like <laughs> that case like hey kill this guy it's like, uh, maybe not. Yeah, I, um, um,
1: it's it's really annoying to that like those crypt ghouls are just such you know easy food, especially in the beginning when sometimes they have to put them deploy them really close to you. But hmm. I always find it's better to go after the the gristlewell, valriek, or duke's harriers. You want to try to kill them in the first round. Yeah, because that's so how you don't, win the don't game. Get distracted by, you know, that knight's herald that's right on the the deployment line because otherwise yeah, you lose I, the attrition. And I
0: always, I always put those the, the Crypt Ghouls in the front, the the forward starting hexes, because again, if they die, I, I at least can bring them back. Mm. Um, also, uh, if you're playing in the name of the king, by the way, don't forget, it has to be at the end of the activation. So if you want to pack advance, you have to pack advance in your opponent's power step so that they're already standing on them. Yeah. And then move your guy onto the third one.
2: Yeah. I mean, you could do it in yours. Uh, if, you've, if you've got like t- yeah, three Crypt Ghouls, you can move on. But then your opponent gets the chance of trying to charge or something to right. push them off.
0: Right. So um and I would there, I would rather give them now. I would rather give them power step to try to get rid to try to stop me mm-hmm. than than their activation. Yep. Um okay, so we said pack advance, you gotta have it. Like I I don't care which version you're playing, to have like a double sidestep is a big deal. Um well motivated, that's the plus one dice or the plus no, one the great strike, damage. Which. That's the damage one. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. just ridiculous,
1: and, yeah, that they get the infection great strength like that, especially now that incredible strength isn't Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: you a man put that on the Harriers. Yeah, and the fact that's that you can too, put too it on anyone distance. is kind of ridiculous.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really, really good. I think literally every Greenwatch Deck takes this unless you're doing like pure hold objectives, but I, I just don't think pure hold objectives is quite as good. Like I think you want to have the threat that you can kill things. Right. Um He's- and yeah. Details. Yeah, and they're they're just make pure make objectives
1: with no, no. So if you're if you take like pure objectives and all push ploys and keys, your opponent's just going to yolo in on you, and you're not going to really be able to do anything about it. They're mm-hmm. going to keep messing with you and can't respond really. Yeah, yeah. You you, you uh, have no counter threat to make them scared of
2: like taking risky plays. Right. Then. right.
0: All right. Next one we got is uh, impervious delusion, and uh, that's the one where you can't be- take more than two damage. Am I right about that? Rebound proof. Rebound yeah, proof. This right.
1: is just insane. For, for, I mean, it's not restricted to a certain character, but it's probably the best on Crack Marrow just because he has four health.
0: You want to keep him alive.
1: Well, it's just not as effective, you know. When right. he has four health and then you have health upgrades, then it takes you know, it takes, you know, three attacks to kill him.
0: Right. And you never put this on any of the Crypt Ghouls because it's not going to matter. They only have two wounds anyway.
2: Right, yeah. yeah. Unless Master Talon has a feast token on him.
3: Oh
0: uh, no. well, now it's a, now it's an option. Does he lose that token if he dies? Uh yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. Does okay. Oh, right. You have, to sure remo- he... you have to remove yeah. all the tokens. Right. Yeah. yeah. Including the wound tokens. Um okay. Uh next is uh shifting madness. And shifting madness, we like this one. This is the one where you're standing. Oh man! Depending I which objective one to... that is. The
1: round number. That is the round number. Yeah, yeah. that is so that's, good.
0: That's likely to happen.
1: Yeah, it just happens. It like ha- you don't even have to play for it. It will just happen at some point. Yeah. yeah, I like when playing against them. I like to kind of keep that in the back of my mind. Like which which objective is the one? But it's 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 tough because that's a surge too. So it's like
0: yeah. All you have to yeah. do is stand on it for like a split second, and you're good.
1: Yeah, keep keep in mind. Usually, keep in mind where objective two and three are, and see if you can get get on those during the game. Sure. If you're playing against Grimwatch, two and three are extremely important. They don't. really I like run that one. The tactical supremacy is too much.
0: The other reason why I like this one, I like any card where it's one activation for one glory. Mm, yeah, I, I think that's just a good good economy and no dice. And yeah. No well, dice it's also. Involved.
2: It's not even just one activation one glory, because you generally go on those tokens for other objectives as well. So right,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, okay, another one. Uh, heroic vision. That's the one plus one dice. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it okay. goes on
1: any fighter. Yeah, any it fighter. gets an extra dice on their attacks. Yep, do do, no, do we feel
0: no draw like they, Do we feel like this is kind of like a spot where they could have like drawn back on the power a little bit with these guys yeah, by Especially making them since they're so something?
1: powerful overall. The fact that they have these. Yeah, like it can three, only three be on a cryptool yeah
0: right but they didn't do that
1: yeah
0: all right uh the next one uh i just i personally love this card i think it's hilarious it's seized weapon <laughs> i just like the idea of beating somebody to death with their own arm which it's is very thematic
2: amazing. isn't
0: it it's it's just fun it's very thematic you know they beat you beat them to death with their own arm and then you eat the arm
1: yeah right it, it's it, it's honestly really good too. The fact that it does a damage like that when you
0: Yeah, three three it. dice, two damage, and it deals a damage and you can do it in the end phase. Yeah, that's
1: pretty nuts. You can catch yeah,
0: that's nuts. The end like phase, you yeah. exactly, you're just standing next to somebody that has like one wound left. It's just like, oh well, I, I, I have glory now, so I'm gonna kill your guy with seized weapon. And apparently you can also score uh particular objectives off of that. There's some surge objectives you can score. Even in the end phase, like I saw something in the FAQ about that. I I, I forgot to write it down. That's yeah. that's it's cool. not bad.
1: It's good, especially on your yeah on the your crypt ghouls right before they attack. You can do you can put do a, da- a damage to somebody and then have them right attack so that they damage. can yeah. Yeah.
0: right and uh, or or what I would do is I would use it as. um, as like uh kill insurance. Like if I needed to kill something that had one left on it and I went to go kill it, I would run right next to it, attempt to kill it, and then if I like whiff the roll, I would just seize weapon him to death. Oh that's mm, a good
3: idea.
2: That's yeah, it's good for that. It's it's also like I mean there are times where you just end up like just through the weirdness of playing a game with one of your fighters next to a fight with one wound. It just yeah, happens sometimes, because you take a lot of push poise with them, because you want to push yourself onto objective tokens and, and push people out, so you can inspire. Like, yeah. You can, yeah. There's loads of crazy shit stuff. Like, imagine if you, um, like, say, for instance, you you charge up to an enemy fighter. You're not going to kill them, whatever. You can make the attack and it whiffs. Um, you put siege weapons to do a damage on, then you play a visage,
1: the the two hex push one, and push them into a lethal hex.
0: Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Or you yeah.
1: push him into a lethal hex that is also adjacent to one of your guys, and then you seize weapon
0: him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or how about you push them away into a lethal to take one damage off next to another guy seize weapon second damage off.
1: That's yeah. literally what I just said.
0: Is that what you just said? Sorry, I wasn't okay, listening. Cool.
1: Uh- My <laughs> fault.
0: My fault um because i'm looking at the next one next i'm trying one. to remember which one pervasive delusion is and i like kind of um, that way so second. that's that's the, the playmaster one right? yeah search playmaster right.
2: do we like
1: this one go. we like this one
2: i like it i like it
0: i like it i,
1: think
2: I think only run in, um frenzied in, search with yes this yeah Frenzy search it helps makes it it even easier. Yeah. yeah yeah i think if you don't have frenzied search it's not necessarily uh, always put in. you have to have a think about it but with frenzy search it's amazing
0: which we're going to talk about in a second. And also the despoilers have something very, they have basically the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was using that one too for the despoilers. I like that. There's no, there's no uh, gambit spells. So yeah. in either it, of these groups, so it funny. doesn't
2: even cost you activations is the nice thing. I and mean, no. there's nothing your opponent can do about it. Just so, happens yeah. by
0: accident. Yeah. Yep. All right. Speaking of frenzied search, let's go into our universal cards that we think should absolutely be in a Grimwatch deck. We said frenzied search. I love Frenzy Search.
1: It's just really I, good, yeah.
2: I'd put it in every deck where I'm going on objective tokens. So not necessarily aggro decks, but any deck that's flex or hold objective. And I, I love it. Like I, I wasn't sure it would be amazing until I played it because, yeah. you know, like it, we've had card drawy stuff in the game before and it's not always been the best. But playing with it, it's just nuts.
0: Yeah, and you don't have to throw all your cards away or wait until you use all, or you don't have to like use all the cards and then play it like you did with improvisation. Um, You don't necessarily need to kill anything like you had to with to the victor, the spoils. Um, So you just have to stand on an an objective, which you're probably going to do anyway with these guys. Just drawing a
1: whole new grip of cards, like in the middle of the the action phase just opens up so much more opportunities for you. Yeah. But you put good cards in your deck. you get more good cards. Yeah. Unless you get and, to your good cards. And it. there's
0: so many good cards to put in here, so everything's going to be useful. Uh, speaking of useful, Crown of Avarice absolutely goes in this deck. Yeah. Put it on anything you don't want to die or anything that if they die, it's great. You bring them back, and if they try to kill them again, you can do it again. Um, yeah, you throw so,
1: Gristlewell in there to try to do a Hail Mary attack or whatever, and if it and they throw Crown of Avarice on them, they yeah, might be, like, like, All right, go ahead, go might be able to get to attack again.
0: See their milkshake. Um, uh, so that's obviously good, uh, even with the the nerf to it. Um, we like Restless Prize with these guys, yeah, of course. I think yeah. Restless Prize goes in most decks right now, just because yeah. there's so much objective play out yeah. there.
2: It's really good. You, card.
0: you you either use it to make your objective play work, or to screw up somebody else's, yeah. or to just reverse when they use Restless Prize at ah. you. You could just like no no yeah. no no no. I think it's gonna stay there because that definitely happened a few times to me that's part of the reason why i lost my uh with uh with the orcs i had restless prized away um an objective and then he just obje- restless prized it right back
3: <laughs>
0: balls um so i think restless prize just goes in a lot of stuff right now but definitely in the Grimwatch. watch um i i say larval lance amberbone weapons i i don't you were saying uh, michael that you don't think you should have too many of them i think
2: if you if so they all kind of come under the label of attack action upgrades, right? They're things that mm-hmm. give you a whole, whole fresh attack. I think three is the limit. You don't want more than three. Uh because like they're not you're not gonna put them on the Duke. You're probably not gonna put them on gristle so well. Um even on the bats, honestly, Great Strength and Well Motivate is better. So it's it's you want it on the ones where their attack profiles are just bad. So you just replace it for wholesale
0: and that's basically just just the crypt goals. mostly to electric Sometimes extent
2: sometimes yeah
0: yeah okay so that's a good one um we said uh so those are good ones i should say just remember larval lance you cannot great strength it you cannot uh add dice so haymaker or or potion of rage don't work uh rerolls do work on that though right
2: uh you yes, because rerolls aren't modifying it. Yes, they do.
0: Right. Yep. Okay. So, chicken prize vendetta. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, path to victory. We say is really good with these guys. Uh, yeah.
2: If you're flexing, yeah. happy days.
0: Yeah, and you're going to be flexing with these guys, and you're. This is just going to happen by accident sometimes. I, I think more in this group than anything else. Um, we like scrum. Yeah, your opponent can score it. Maybe. Yeah, it happens. if you're playing. Yeah, you're a Horde Warband. If they're a Horde Warband, this is just going to happen by accident.
2: I think Scrum, honestly, i take it in any of the Horde Warbands at this point.
0: Yep, me too. I, I would even take it in things that are not necessarily Horde Warbands. I had it in my Orcs deck, and I definitely scored it several times.
2: To give you an idea of how good I think Scrum is, I have it in my current Molog Prey Test deck. Ooh. Because uh, the way you put Stalag Greg, you can get it with just one move of Molog early on. And right. sometimes getting a Glory before you go in is really useful.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, we like uh, Swift Capture, which is the one where you're score, you're standing an objective in both territories. Mm-hmm. Yep. But maybe look- we switch this out for Temporary Victory when that comes out.
2: It's such a good card.
0: Why would they do that? It's just in the name of the King for anybody. So you can score if you if you draw them up together, you can score four glory from the same action. Yes. Why and, did they do that? And
2: you cycle to your objective cards.
0: Why? And Two potentially surges. You get combination Why? strike
2: at the end. Yeah.
0: Why? Why did they do that? It's too like it's it's too much.
2: So I think their line of reasoning was like because we all knew hold objective play hasn't been strong for like for both Shadespire yeah. and Nightfall. It's never really been massive. It's always been people playing it. You know, it's always been okay. You know, it's now it's never been rubbish, but. It's generally been that oh you're playing that type of way you know good luck mate, um, and I just think they've maybe overdone kind of trying to make it good again. Um, I it's it's it, to be fair to them like literally ev- there was so much feedback from players. I think I think even we said it like on our blog like that we wanted to score immediately for hold objectives, um, and that's what this is. It's just it seems really like good. an
0: overcorrection.
2: Yeah, maybe a little bit of an overcorrection, I think.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, and, I, and if you're playing to spoilers, I think you throw this in there too. Yeah, yeah.
2: They, I, they
0: also have that one.
2: And and Thorns.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, and support Guy, like any of the Horde War bands.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're all going to be cool with it. Gits. Um. Yeah, so, so so I think Swift Capture is good, but I think Temporary Victory is, is a little bit better because uh, you don't have to necessarily like run to your opponent's side, which is sometimes not a good idea. Yeah. And just um, double the glory. And it's up with the glory. That's right. Um, combination strike we like in this group. Uh, a lot of surge war A lot of, uh, surge warp, a lot of uh, super easy hearts. score immediately. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: That don't yeah. require dice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, my only issue is sometimes that combination strike kind of like bricks your uh, your objective hand.
2: Yeah, yeah, it can do. You have to be it... careful with your deck that you don't have too many cards that require other cards. Because otherwise, you can have an opening hand where it's like, I've got opening gambit, solid gains, combination strikes.
0: Uh-oh. Uh yeah. Wait a minute. Solid gains. Wait, wait. what do you say? Solid gains. Opening Open yeah, that would be yeah. terrible. You'd never be able won't be able to score any of us. Uh, nope. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Uh center of attention, I think, is good with these guys for some of the things that we said. You can pull uh multiple characters out. Of your territory at the end of a round to help you to inspire, it mm. it can you can push people closer to you score scrum, you can uh, you pull people off of objectives, objectives. put your own guys onto objectives. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff good here.
2: Yep. Um, so center of attention next for seized weapon.
0: What's that? Yes, exactly. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, we like transfixing stare. Helps Gosh. to tra- helps to inspire
2: it's ridiculous season yeah. transfixing stuff because there are some war bands that you literally almost win the game if you use it if you put this on yeah. Skaith in round 1 like just watch your opponent's face like in fact you know what? get a camera on him before you play it and, like make a get <laughs> make it make a gif of it and put it on uh, one of the facebook groups and you'll get like 100 of 100 likes like it's oh it's, it's silly um i think it's good against snarlfangs as well and i think they're going to be
0: popular oh yeah so That's it's really be bad news against that
1: yeah, put, put that on ripper and then it's like well oh oh Again, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's usually people will want to use people will want to run into your territory at like as like the last activation so you don't have more activations to respond to it and then mm. you, you can if you can sniff out which guy you think they're going to run into your territory with you can run in with like the bats or something and put transfixing stare on them it's really annoying to play against
2: yeah and you can even in the later rounds you can um uh, ghoul, call a ghoul um, into a spot they wouldn't expect you to be able to transfixing stare from. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's a lot of tricks oh, yeah. for it.
0: All right, and then the last one we have on our list is confusion. We like. Yeah. Um, if somebody's standing on an objective, gumming it up, well, this is how you can get onto it anyway.
2: I, I, I honestly, I, again, just just only briefly touching on it, but like, I literally won games in the Grand Clash because of confusion, because I, I, specifically I had confusion and they didn't. So like, yeah, restless prize. Everyone else is running restless prize. Everyone knows that restless prize is good, and it's a way of kind of getting the swapping the objective coke into you know it changing hands. Confusion is another way of changing hands. So if you've got two of them, you've got two different ways of just basically taking out from under them without even having to
1: attack. Yeah, and that's that's and like because you have the score immediately for holding objectives, the best way to play against that is for your own guy to be on the objective. So yep. when when you play Confusion, you can just swap right back on there. Um, it's also good if you run Shortcut in your deck. Shortcut. Yeah. Uh, it scores sh- Shortcut for you. So you're kind of getting paid off for, for doing that as well.
2: Yep. And if Confusion becomes popular, interestingly, it scores it for your opponent. Because it swaps their fighter as well. So oh, you can uh, keep an eye out for that. Yeah.
0: All right. And, and one last thing I wanted to talk about when we're talking about cards is... What cards can your opponent play to mess you up as the Grimwatch
2: Uh, player? I really like Shifting Reflection.
0: All right. That's that's the one where they're standing on an objective, you're standing on an objective, and you switch places.
2: Yep. So basically, the Grimwatch are going to be on objectives, right? Uh, Like we said, pure aggro can be played with them, but it's not the best, and you're not going to expect them to do it. So they're going to have one on objective. This is a way of... um, swapping uh well basically of getting another fight into their territory that they wouldn't have expected from like completely right could be right at the back of your territory um and that can stop them inspiring
0: yeah okay
2: um, it's one. also sometimes a way if you're trying to score swift capture yourself against swift capture because now you control an objective in their territory so it's, it can double up oh, now, yeah
0: yeah yeah. yeah you have to be careful when you're doing that i can see that you, you can that's cool though but yeah uh, you can sometimes okay.
1: kill one of their important guys with it yeah, if like they've beat, put
2: like yeah. um, Reek on there, like we we're saying with like the calculated risk and stuff, she can you can swap her over. She's still only got two wounds, and she's not coming back.
0: Beat her up, yeah. yeah you swap, gets, uh, if you
1: own. have if you have Varklav or the Briar Queen next to an objective, and then you swap them, and then they get inspired. You can kill them. Yeah, nasty. swap and pop. Yeah,
0: there you go.
1: The old swap and pop, pop pop. The old swirly they call it. <laughs> All, right,
0: All right, cool. So Any, the, anything, yeah, anything a great else? Card. You need- Anything uh, else that we don't like to see just before we move on?
2: I think maybe the, just the general, the mobility cards. And so now we've got Spectral Wings and uh, Tracking. They're both kind of nasty because they let you get further into the Grimwatch territory. So mm-hmm. they, 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 you then have to kill the fighters. You can't just push them back or use push tech to get them out. You have to kill them. So I think those cards can be a bit
1: nasty against them. Yeah. And what do we think about cards that flip the objective tokens over to the other side, Michael Carlin?
2: Oh, yeah, no, they're That'd good. Be
3: tough.
2: They're good. In fact, I, I, I should say, I, I really like that they've moved to the flipping, like, design for, away from just the tokens gone completely for two reasons. One, I think these are hexes of fun. I think they make the game more cool because, like, you've got this thing that, like, oh, God, if I'm near here, it's dangerous and you can get the extra damage. And two, like, if you put the right... There's the, I think there's one card you can take with Grimwatch. Oh, there's two now because it's an upgrade as well that you can flip them back. So you've actually got a potential way of getting them back if you want to build your deck for that. So yeah, cool. I, I think it's cool
0: game and, inside of the game, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a cool mechanic and it's a good thing to take. Um, I think Thorns will probably take it the most because they love lethal hexes because they can ignore them and just use them for extra damage. And they like objective tokens too, so if someone's trying to flip their token they can flip it back. So yeah, I think I think Thorns are a bit are going to be yeah. the most likely people to use that. And thorns, Maybe Cursebreakers also have
1: a wizard so they can yeah. do that, yeah. They can yeah. do the spell that flips them all over. If, yep. if if you do that to them yeah or maybe as, maybe curse breakers even use it, they could you could even like it, let's say you're playing thorns against another guy playing thorns and you score supremacy already mm-hmm. and maybe path to victory already or something like that and then you flip all the objective tokens over and you won't ah. get a ton of extra points but you'll prevent them from getting like six Ooh. glory from yeah i've just thought
2: of something if we get like more Reliable flip stuff as the uh, season progresses. Maybe you could take coveted spoils. Which one's that? Uh, it's three glory for all objective tokens are held. Oh so it, yeah, it counts yeah. if your opponent's sitting on them as well. Right. Uh,
0: but wouldn't you have to flip one back so that you're standing on the only one, or the only one is being stood on?
1: No, it's if uh, all of them are held. If all of them are being, if all objective tokens are being held. Mm-hmm. So, if you take one out of the game, it means only four need to be held.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. I, I, I saying that. That, that, card, that card's kind all. of
1: stupid right now, but he's saying if, if you can lower the amount of.
0: Oh, it makes it, makes it more manageable. Then, yeah, sure.
1: While still also caring about. Uh, like, you play this in a deck that cares about objective tokens, even though that sounds kind of counterintuitive.
3: Mm
1: hmm. Like, yep. but yeah. But yeah, I'm saying that, you know, those cards like that, you can, if you score your hold objective cards early you can try to flip them over on the other person and
2: yeah no totally and then they up. can never get them
1: yeah,
2: yeah. yeah that's nice cool idea
1: but, especially uh, grimwatch you, don't have a wizard so if you cast that spell on them there's nothing they can do yeah they well they can cry yeah well yeah, yeah sure. that's an option they have <laughs> yeah
0: do you think do you think that's going to like kind of lower the grimwatch's like kind of domination of the meta Probably when that not. starts to be a thing
1: i hope so um
2: so it is difficult to call like exactly what the meta is, because like you have to kind of guess from just playing some games with your friends. Um but I mean the last Grand Clash, Thorns and Grimwatch were both really good. Yeah. Thundrix curse breakers were also good, so we did have yeah. some of the war bands. Um but I think with temporary victory out, we did get some cool aggro tools. We've got like, Spectral Wings and that, but I I'm suspicious Grimwatch and Thorns will still be on top.
1: Well we'll have to see when the next uh, when the snarl thing aggro faction comes out yeah they might They're change coming, it up yeah yeah
0: yeah all right uh sounds good Um uh, now uh when you were playing the grim watch and you saw across the table at you what what factions are you kind of not afraid of like if you see it across the table you're like oh good um
2: chosen axes although sure. i will say it's never actually happened so that would <laughs> well, be uh, mean, yeah.
0: yeah well there's no there's there's no uh there's no no Zach Newcomb uh, in your meta, so uh,
2: we yeah, have a uh, there's a guy for ready for action uh, called Josh, who's who, he just really likes playing Trojan axes and he brings them. He's a he's a pretty good player to be honest. To her. So actually, I will yeah. say like if I see them, he's probably there. And I'm like actually, this probably isn't a free win because he's a fairly good player. But I still don't gotcha. think it's it's not scary.
0: Cool. But anything else? Uh, I mean, anything because you said anything slow, basically
2: anything slow. You're happy with because they're not going to stop you inspiring.
0: Are you nah. cool with like uh, like any storm sire kind of stuff or
2: uh, curse breakers are a weird one right I mean they are slow so that that ticks one box but the opposite side is they can take the spells that mesh objectives up they can take Abyssal's with uh, abyssos in making yeah uh, they can take the new flip one and I think they probably do take both right now um, and that's oh, like oh boy. I think yeah. yeah. they yeah yeah and, I didn't even think about that. They can they can still take um, Sphere actually and Absos Withering, so they can still like kill your two wound ghouls without even having to attack them. They've still got a lot of ways to mess with you. Like I I I don't count curse breakers out. They've yeah. they've
1: they're they're still scary. All right. and they, um, and it's tough to kill them and they can one shot you easily. Yes. Yeah. You I mean if you're gonna kill them
2: round one, like you either need a lucky lethal, lethal hex. Yeah. Or you need a pit trap or a snare or oh no, not even snare because it's gristle while you're relying on really and he can't use snare because he's not a hunter. So yeah, it's you need a weird combination of stuff to even kill one of them to
0: round one. How about uh seized weapon?
2: Yeah, yeah. That could that could be that's that a could be one. your way of doing it. You need a bit of a glory bank to do it because you need the upgrade first. That but, is yeah.
0: true. but you're that's gonna have that repeat. Do I don't mind. think that's too difficult. That's true. Um what do you think about these guys versus the other Beast Grave ones like Wild Hunt and the spoilers? So interestingly so
2: i think they're good against wild hunt but it's a bit it's a bit tricky you have to you have to be careful about um scathe round two if you've positioned badly he will just scythe and kill your whole warband and gg um yeah. but if you don't position badly or if you get transfixing stare down early or even if you just have managed to kill him um there's not much left of them like the rest of their fighters are they're reasonable, but they're not enough to scare you. You you, you out-trade the rest of their warbands so hard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Wild Hunt aren't scary. Spoilers, the spoilers, I didn't think they were scary. I thought they were just a worse Grimwatch. And then Tom did his Tom thing and built a deck that kind of just always beat my Grimwatch deck. So um, I actually think the spoilers actually do have some game. Um, they just... So Tom's Get got this range. crazy... Yeah, yeah, and they've got the rerolls built in so you can like make fairly accurate attacks without needing ploys early yeah. and they've they got to
0: stand on objectives too so they can gum up your ability to do that.
2: Yeah, I Despoilers can be scary, but only if the players really good. They're, they're they're even more like tricky to play than Grimwatch.
1: There's even more ways they can go wrong. They're a lot less forgiving if they have like a bad turn. Yeah.
0: I don't so... agree with that.
1: Yeah, I was saying earlier about the Despoilers the um they they seem very similar to the Godsworn Hunt. And they're not necessarily um, as efficient as the Godsworn Hunt. Their stats aren't always as good, but their objective cards that they can play are way better than yeah. God-sworn that's hunt. true. And they can score a lot of glory and just win games. Or, yeah, and I think they can that, reliably a score a lot of glory. Just spoilers. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a you,
0: correction that GW did, in, I think in in season three where they made the faction specific stuff a lot more stronger.
1: Yeah, yeah, which
2: I like overall. Because it makes, like, kind of – it makes – it's better for new players because you start the game and you're like, oh, look, I can just play this faction decks. And they're actually okay. They're not, like, trash now. Um, And it also kind of feels like it gives them more identity. The only downside is it just feels bad for the earlier warbands.
0: Yeah. They don't get that. That's true. Um, What what factions do you sit across the table playing Grimwatch and you're like, "Uh uh-oh. Um – so you said thorns. curse breakers before it's going to be
2: thorns it's got to be thorns yeah. i know I've, I've, I've kind of mentioned them in passing a few times earlier but i think thorns are really scary in general right now so now temporary victory out
1: they can just varclav push and get temporary victory yeah if they've got three tokens what, what specifically about thorns do you think is a, is a bad matchup for grimwatch or maybe not bad but just not as good as the other ones it's a few separate factors brought together
2: so one of them is they've got a few high wound fighters. They've got two four and one three, and they ignore lethal hexes as one. This this is all one factor, right? So it's really hard to kill their threats early on. You need, you need, um, you need, and also the queen starts with two dodge. She's even difficult to reliably hit. So just from a trading your fighter's point of view, they, it's hard to actually kill them where they can, they can kill you a lot better. They Yeah, they've got a lot of cards they can take that completely mess you up. So like we said earlier, they can take the flip things. They can still take Abysos making. They can take Haling Vortex, which is a nightmare. Um, and then on the other hand, the, one of the other factors is the Varklav push is so, so efficient. Like your closest you've got to that is Pack Advance, which to be fair, Pack Advance is nuts. But you don't always have it, whereas they've always got a Varklav push.
0: Yeah. And You can only move. Do you move all your Crypt Ghouls with that or just two? I thought it was two. Uh,
1: you choose. It uh, can be all three. and you push, okay. but it's only the Crip Ghouls. It's not Grizzlewell, yes. Well, not, not Valreek, not.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Varklav Qu- can push, can do, push yeah. five fighters. Yeah.
1: Yes, Varklav's got five. He can and push. including and, the Everhanged, which is, is yeah. actually good.
2: And he can do it.
1: Like, so this is another weird thing they could do. Like, do it uh, multiple John, times, yeah.
2: Yeah. So John Reese did this back in Scotland where he was playing this weird swarming spirits thing. And I'm not sure like necessarily even have to build a deck like that. You could just go I'm going to stop the grimwatch inspiring and, and I'm going to push five chain rasps into your board. Good luck killing them all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. With your with your one wound with your one damage on your on your critical. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right, any anybody else besides uh thorns and curse breakers we don't want to see?
2: Um Thundrix can be a little scary. I I wouldn't say this I wouldn't say like I see Thundrix and go oh no, but I do see Thundrix and go ah, this isn't this isn't a gimme, you know um yeah. they that's
0: what that's what Randall was playing into me almost every time we played mm,
2: I I, th- I think I think it's, it's a good interesting game against them Thundrix I think uh, both sides have got a lot they can do um yeah. I think that the pain though right the pain for Thundrix is they always I mean I, I think Randall was saying um that he likes to uh take boards but I, now temporary victories out I'm not even sure if he can because it's just what the amount of glory the Greenwatch can just score like from just Moving on to objective tokens is crazy these days. Yeah, I away. think you need to take the
1: tokens if you're dwarfs. Well, I usually uh, like to take the boards so that I can mm. place my fighters right up on the line. Yeah, and just go, go right, because, that's it, yeah, we're fighting. And it's like, I, and it's like yeah, I, I can, they're going to get a million points anyway, right? Mm. But if I can make it so they're not inspired, I can kill them and I can keep them away from my thundric who is holding all the catapherine tomes
2: ah you're playing that
1: type of deck yeah gotcha so, so you've got a have glory in there. It, yeah like i know they're going to score a lot of points right and you can't mm. you, you you even if you have the tokens like it's hard to stop them so i just want to get in there make sure they don't get inspired i want to kill the dudes that don't come back and that's why i like to take the boards but i don't know maybe it's different now yeah no, I, I, I to be honest actually that that is a very reasonable game plan i just
2: see see how it goes with temporary victory in the game because that that might be the straw that breaks
1: the back and forces you to change yeah, yeah right. just them getting inspired means that they can actually kill my guys yeah. pretty effectively and yeah uh, yeah and they they can they get really fast and they can do dumb stuff they can get to your side of the board anyway it's not a pleasant choice like and you've if, got and to if, pick. yeah and if you give them the boards then they take the 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 board with the three lethal hexes together and they put it totally diagonally can't even get in there uh people who do that are just horrible yeah, like
3: yeah.
2: <clears throat>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right is that right yep um okay i'm, gonna, I'm just gonna speaking kind of, of go over that speaking <laughs> of, well actually hold on before we do the boards though uh michael we had down here that you don't like seeing reavers yeah
2: and literally because of one person to be fair he's the only person i've played against with reavers but davy from uh, what the hex yeah um when i was uh practicing uh against him he uh he actually so this was before this was only like a week before the grand clash so i was pretty close to this is definitely my deck and he just trounced me in two games and i was like well transfixion stairs going back in <laughs> is that wait um, hold on a
0: second though is that because of reavers or because of davy <sighs> because i because you know goal. that you know that I've never beaten, we must have played at least like 10 to 15 games together. The only time I ever beat him was because he had forgotten a rule.
2: <laughs> oh
0: no. And it only happened once. And there was like about four or five other occasions where I'm like, holy crap, I'm going to do it again. And then he's like, nope, bop, 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 bop. And, and he wins.
2: He's really
0: good. <laughs> he's really good.
2: But um, I, I, Basically, I looked. I, I went back in my head over the two games I played against. And I was like, what could I have done differently? And I was like, you know what? I could have that card that I did have earlier and took out. But yeah, I'm going to put that back in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No. Um, yeah, but I, I do think Reavers are a legitimate threat to Horde War bands, Actually, they're because uh, they've got a lot of glory they get from just fighters dying. They inspire from just fighters dying, and there's a lot of fighters now.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Too bad they don't have pure carnage anymore.
1: Yeah, it just that just hurt them a little bit.
0: Um, yeah, they can right, definitely cool, so... get
1: in there and fight with you, but the the it's hard for them to for enough glory to c- keep up. Unless they I go think, Buck Wild in the first round and. Mm, you know,
2: gathered momentum uh, might help them because it's uh, they inspire to five move, don't they?
0: Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Victorious duel, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, little tough to do against Grimwatch if you have a uh, cracked marrow <laughs> on uh, with whatever so, it is, the Impervious Delusion thing. Yeah, sudden growth. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, l- now let's go to boards. Mm-hmm. Always a good idea to, to consider what boards you want to take. When you win the role, when you don't win the role, um, so uh, so Michael, when you were playing uh, the Grimwatch, Watch, what what would you take, and in what situation?
2: So my so uh, the the long answer is it literally depends. Uh, I honestly pretty m- so so I was running calculated risk. I did rule out pretty much all the boards that didn't have a lethal hex on because I like to. Um, I like to pace my lethal tokens aggressively so I can like potentially one-shot the more of their fights early in the game, which means I want to save lethal hex on my board so I can calculate a risk off it. Um, but outside of that, literally every single board I would use in some cases. My general go-to reaction board is the Penitent's Throne. Okay. Uh, have you got a picture of it in front of you at all? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. doing
0: that right now. I should have probably done that yeah. first. Uh, Penitent's Throne. Right here. I see this one. This is the one with the, uh, it comes from the Night Vault core box. It's got two Lethals right next to, sorry, two blocked right next to each other. And then two Lethals kind of on the same side of the board, but on the, on the, on like the, like off to the right flank. Mm-hmm. So yeah, one of it.
2: the nice things about the Lethals with this is they're not next to your starting Hexes. So they're yes. never like a scary thing that straight away threatens your fighters with death, but they're, they're still there to be safe to calculated risk off.
0: Sure, um, and your guys are rangy enough that they can make up that that uh, distance.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and yeah. basically, whichever way. So, when you're playing against Grimwatch, you want to go wide because you want to get like kind of as many fighters in access, easy access distance as you can to stop them inspiring. Whichever way around you flip this, when it's wide, is pretty nice for the Grimwatch. So, if it's if it's the two uh, blocked hexes are at the back, then um, then your lethal hexes are at the back, and they're no they're no threat to you. Um, and you can tuck tuck an objective token away at the back really safely. Um, whereas if you they spin it round, well they're never going to spin it round because if they spin it round, then those blocked hexes just block right, off the their right way of getting artifacts. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only the only trick I would say as well to keep uh, in mind with this a reaction board. When you're placing your tokens down defensively, um, place your first token on the hex. Um, you see, there's there's two starting hexes next to each other in kind of. Um, yeah just just below the two blocked hexes not the diagonal ones it. the sideways ones no i see yeah. them yeah yeah place your uh, place your first objective token on the hex just behind them because so that means they can't place their lethal hex token there um and that because if they put their lethal hex token they're threatening two of your fighters and right then yeah, yeah, yeah they I can only that. threaten one with a lethal hex that's one of the uh, nice but tricks. then
0: that but then doesn't that preclude you putting your other uh objective token behind the the, the blocked
2: yes yeah it does uh, oh, no, sorry, you can, so your last token, if you've got three, you put, uh, and you usually, well, you will have three because it's for your action board, you yeah. put in the, the kind of the very back corner because you can use the edge hex. And I often put the one, um, um, my uh, my second one in between those two lethal hexes right. off the yeah. side so I can go on and get a calculated risk as I go on to it. It's, it can be a little bit risky because then they can distraction you into a lethal hex, but it's
0: a calculated eh. risk.
1: Exactly. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were saying right. this is also good as a reaction board because it's 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 kind of bad for your opponent either way they decide to put it. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. They, if they put it um, with the, the the horizontal starting hexes towards them, then you can put that uh, objective token way in the back behind the blocked hexes. And yep. if they put it the other way, then there's a bunch of blocked hexes and lethal hexes right near the midline. So it's like it's hard to come in and fight them. Yeah.
2: Yeah, one of the nice things about if you do get one of your tokens in between the two lethal hexes is that often ends up, like, if they're trying to charge to threaten you, then you can use that lethal hex back against that fighter. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right.
1: So, yeah. So like, like, it's like... really good. I use what? it in thorns a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, oh, it's, it's really good nice thing. for thorns, yeah. Because yeah. yeah.
1: those
2: those making. block textures you just float over, don't you? As well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bounce through
0: everything. All right, and you said you also, uh, Michael, you also like the molten shard pit.
2: So the molten shard pit, I like the best if you um, if you um, get boards and you want to force your inspire. Um, oh, this so is basically, what I was just talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nasty. Like, so the the lethal hexes are honestly not as big a deal as you think. Um, the but biggest hold, hold deal... up, hold
1: up the the molten shard pit is mm-hmm. the one from the forbidden chamber. That's the extra board pack, right? And that's and it's the got one... the little
0: triangle of lethals. So it's got yes, the, tri- the, of lethals. the Bermuda
1: Triangle of lethal hexes. Right, on that's what the, we used to call it. Side yeah. of the board, yeah,
0: yeah, one blocked
1: um, and one
2: yeah. blocker. Yeah, the biggest deal for this is how the starting hexes are. Um, so basically if uh, what you do with this is you fully offset, you connect the, the season three hexes just below that tree of lethal hexes. Yeah. You're going to connect them to whatever board they have. And you, you want to aim their board. You want to kind of pick the, the corner that has the least starting hexes near you. So they have a really hard time threatening any of your fighters. They you look at your starting hexes. They're all a lot of all all far from that.
0: away from, from yeah. the lethal section. Yeah.
2: It makes it very hard for them to charge you. And, um also if you're placing um when you place your defensive lethal hex, you see um that starting hex, that's like kind of the closest to what I was talking about. Pop it there.
0: Next to and, the uh sorry, next to the block hex you're talking about?
2: Uh you can either put it next to the block hex or you can put it one to the left of that. Okay. And you just make this massive choke point where it's really hard for them to actually charge into your territory without already taking
1: a damage. Huh? Yeah. yeah, see, so this is what I'm saying is like when if you if you are playing Thundrix, and you <laughs> take the tokens, they will put the board like this and you won't even get to their territory. And even if you get there, you can't even shoot them because the starting hexes are so far away.
2: Yeah. No, middle. you
1: might be you might be right actually, because if someone's doing this then it's uh
2: it's not you a won't even sign. get in. You get you no. maybe
1: get uh you get Draxcure in and you know nobody else. Yeah. And then they'll yeah. inspire and they'll come kick your ass, yeah. And Thundrix really don't like not being able to make many attacks. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, it's really bad for them.
1: Half your objective deck
2: is making attacks. Based too. on shooting at things, yeah. I, I do actually say, like, um, only half-jokingly about the only horrible people do this. Like, So I, I, I never make judgments on people for playing the game like the way the game is, right? You're playing a competitive game, you play into to win. That's completely cool. But it, it's not necessarily a fun time for your opponent when you do this. Like, you do, you know, it I mean, is.
1: That's how they made the game.
2: Yeah, yeah okay. totally. Oh, yeah, no, like, this isn't – I'm not in any way saying it's, it's, like, a bad thing to do. This It's just maybe maybe be aware that this is not necessarily something you want to do to new people. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, it, it – it, on, and on the other hand, you maybe want to force yourself to practice this if you're going to go to a big tournament at some point. Because even if, like, uh, you kind of have a gentleman's agreement between friends not to do it, if you then go to a tournament and you've never practiced versus it, it's going to be horrible. So – yeah, be aware. It's it's not how the normal game works when this situation comes in. It's kind of this weird, oh, God, what do I do now? I can't even charge anybody Situations You Stuff have to have a plan.
0: pizza, levels of cheese. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. This is white pizza, stuffed crust. Yeah, and then dipped in cheese. Yeah, yeah, right. And then, yeah, and then fondue. Sounds nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was pretty good.
0: Actually, yeah. We got lunch that's- sounds very american <laughs> like if it doesn't have a lot of cheese on it you know it's not really all that american uh moving on though uh i i, I feel as though we we covered basically the nuts and bolts of this pretty well anything yeah. a, anything that we missed no i think we got it right boards factions we want to see don't want to see cards well, what's going you, on with the just, fighters?
1: my question is how do you feel that Grimwatch is for the game like is it is it a is it a viable fac it's obviously a viable faction but does it does it add enjoyment to the game or does it attract the so game?
2: i think right now i think it's good because honestly even and, and, and as much as i think temporary victories is a mild mistake not a big mistake a mild mistake like i i like that the game's different to how it used to be like it feels like it, especially with the cards out it feels like we're playing a different game right mm. and yeah, i actually right, kind of like right. that um the downside though Or the potential downside, this is like more just, I don't know, but I'm worried like we'll get to like the end of like next year and Grimwatch will still be one of the most powerful warbands. And so right now it's all fresh and I'm enjoying it, but I am worried that they're going to stay either at the top or very close to the top for a long time. It might get old.
0: Well, I mean, like that didn't happen with Malog. Malog was ridiculous for a few months and then they did a few FAQs and a few, uh, you know, uh, was it fartless stuff? We have to, first of all, fartless, definitely fartless. <laughs> I, 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 we, it's, uh, what is it? Uh, f- uh, forbidden and restricted tech. <laughs>
1: yeah, It right. doesn't make far. sense, but it's a fart joke. So we're going with it anyway.
0: We're going with fart jokes. I mean, you have to, I think. Sorry. Keep going. Um, Tony yeah. Field, who came up with the with the uh, thing, he said that that's what the T stands for. So,
2: you're it. right. They're, they're actually like they never like restrict faction cards, right? But they do seem to be aware of the ones that are most powerful, and they do seem to push cards that specifically make them better. So Molog, long speed and uh, sorry, long stride and burst of speed are both restricted, and it's only because of Molog. There's no other faction where no other yeah. warband, sorry, where that's broken, right? Yeah. Uh, Breaker, fear actually is restricted, um, and weather power like. Yeah, right. Like, so I maybe maybe I'm over worrying. Maybe they they are on top of the game and this is going cuz like, like I said right now it's fun. Um I just uh, I just got I've just got that mild worry at the back of my mind, you know.
0: They have they have precedents for for dealing with that eventually. Yeah. Mm. So let's uh, let, let let's hope they do it again. Although sometimes they might just, you know, like gift packed us and we're like what the hell are you doing? But uh no, nah, I, I think they'll get us. I think I think it'll be okay. Um shall we go to Keys to Salvation? I think we shall. I think we should. Um, so, so Michael, you know, as we, you know, whenever we have a guest, we we have the the guests do it. Um, I, the, I I did suggest to you this, but you're the one who really, um, really like ran ran with this, and I think that this is a good point. But uh, but let's go. What do you got? What's your key to salvation this this week?
2: Um, so I'll just explain the setup for the key first. So sure. right now in the game, we've kind of hit a point where there's a lot of easy-to-score glory, uh, especially with temporary victory coming out. But uh, even aggro decks, there's a lot of easy glory now. We've got gathered momentum and covered ground. Um, I think that you almost automatically lose a game if you do over your starting objective hand because you basically just don't score enough glory to win the game then. You've lost three of your objective cards. That's a whole quarter of your potential glory from your deck gone. So my key to salvation is to make your objective deck as reliable as possible. Don't put many cards in there. Like right? Really restrict yourself to cards that just can't work in the first round. So I think uh, earlier we mentioned the potential starting hand of combination strikes, opening gambit, and solid gains. If you've got another card like that in the deck, then there's a real chance you get any, you know, a combination of those three in your starting hand. I think genu- genuinely the maximum cards you can have like that are three in your deck. Absolute maximum.
0: And even then you can still get bricked.
2: Yeah, even then it still happens. And, it's really Um risky. Yeah. Um, so may, maybe three is the maximum. Two might be a lot more comfortable if you can make a deck with two. And sometimes that might even slightly lower your potential glory. Um, yeah, your glory ceiling. But do that. And if you need, if you do, if you do worry about your glory ceiling, take the upgrades that help you. Take Crown of Avarice. Take Term of Offerings. Take Trophy Belt. Get your glory from things that are not likely to brick and just ruin your game from turn one.
0: Yeah, and we were saying, uh, so so what third end phase like objectives are do we think we still put in maybe?
2: I, honestly, right now the only third end phase that I think is good enough is Acolyte of the Catafriends. Um, right. Oh, and there's one other exception, and uh, Mornflight have one. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, they, I
0: just put it in. I don't Dim, Dominion Denied is that the one? I don't something remember. Something like it. that. Next of I, Terror or something. It's the one where if you score more objectives than your opponent.
2: Yeah, Yeah. it's basically three glory and it's almost as easy to score a superior tactician used to be because what you do is in the last uh, last uh, round of the game, you make yourself go first. And um, so the the way this works is you score this if you've scored the most objectives in the game and because you go first in the last turn. Ah, um, they haven't
0: scored theirs yet. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So Um,
0: you temporarily do have more because you, oh, that is smart. I'm mm going
1: to do that. This card is called Dominion of Death.
0: Uh, that's death, a
1: cool there, name yeah. actually it um, says score this in the third end phase if you have scored the most objective cards mm-hmm. at that moment and it's three yeah. glory that's right. a nice that's and one that's of the that's deals a lot. That's a it's, it's a, yeah so, so i think if you that, go first and I... in the last round then when it comes to the end phase you score your objectives first and if you end up having more cards than them yeah you you get yeah. this for three
0: it's yeah. the same with uh, catching up, actually, because there's that card catching up, where if you're behind on glory,
1: yeah, similar right? thing.
0: So if you go first, or sorry, if you go second, your opponent just scored some stuff, so you'll probably right, score right. it. It's
1: kind of the opposite of that, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, those um, are the yeah, only really- two that
2: I think are, are worth the risk, because th- yeah, you know, saying cards that can brick in your opening hand, third end phrase can brick in yeah you know, the second round as well. So they've got they've got a potential big downside to them, but yeah you so take no de- them because you want that bit of glory at the end of the game
0: well, no, people should not take denial
2: i don't think so there's too many ways to stop it
0: yeah and the other thing is that i always forget that you have it so please don't put that in your deck <laughs> maybe put it in against me. you <laughs> no because I, I i've done that where I, I i fully knew that somebody had denial and just totally forgot that they had it and i've done that several times
2: i did that at grand clash once and i still won the game
0: Oh, well you got lucky by
2: one glory. Yeah, I got Yeah,
0: I, I I won one of those games just because the guy didn't just didn't draw it. Ah. It was like still in their objective deck at the end. But I but would have scored it had they drawn it and I would have lost. Oof. Oof. Yeah, and that was Even for more, the last too. Yeah. yeah. Um so let's see. Uh we have so that's it and we we were saying make sure everything is just super tight. Don't don't mulligan anything if you can help it because if you go up against a grimwatch and they get a good hand, you're if you throw away a couple of these guys that's it you can't win like they're just gonna score more than you um let's see we're um tactical geniuses came in we say don't use those don't like them yeah why not
2: they're too unreliable like so i i could say i I really value reliability in the objective deck um and you don't know where those tokens are going to go. There are some games where this is just as easy as supremacy, but supremacy is not necessarily that easy. And there are a lot of games where this is a lot harder than supremacy. And it's the same glory.
0: Um, Yeah. Because you might have the two or three of them in your opponent's territory.
2: Yeah, exactly. And you got to go over Um,
0: there and it's not as good as like, as uh, what is it? Uh, What's the card where you just sit on them? Any activation? Well, there's dug in. Oh, and we've been talking about it. What is it?
2: Uh, I trying to think what you're talking about. You're not talking about temporary victory. Are you?
0: Yeah. That one.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. The surge three, one. Yeah. Right.
0: This is, I would rather have a surge one to do this after an activation for two, yeah. than have to deal with for one extra glory, have to deal with this absolute boondoggle of a thing to have to do.
2: Yeah. And if, yeah. um, if you're paying a best of three and they do have cards that flip tokens and they know you've got like one of these tactical genes, they'll just flip oh, one yeah. of the tokens on that number.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So that's going to become more difficult. So just leave your tactical geniuses at home, people. Um, Let's see. uh, Spell Gambit payoffs. Talk about those.
1: Uh, Spell Gambit payoffs? So this is the one where where if you're... you're Like overpowered. Yeah, if you're playing an objective deck that includes... um,
0: Strange Demise.
1: Yeah. Or Magical Supremacy or the ones where you have to cast a lot of spells in one oh like how reliable they are so it does depend
2: like on your strategy like i mean if you're curse breakers, you obviously take harness the storm um if you're your various guardians and eyes of the nine you probably take they've got like a surge for scoring two spells in a round as well they're, they're, they're almost certainly worth it um after that you have to have a good hard think about how you want to build your deck so curse breakers one of the cool things about them is you can just put a bunch of aggro fighting cards in they've got the stats for it um mm-hmm. so it's or uh, how many spells am I going to put in? Because the ones like uh, I think it's Magical Storm, where it's two glory for four spells, it's a solid card. It's quite, it's reasonably reliable, but you probably need to put at least five spells in your deck, maybe six even. I don't know. It depends. Like, and at that point, do you want to take that many spells? Like, is the cost worth it? So I
0: tried that for a while, yeah. um, and it was pretty good, but uh, but there was definitely some situations where uh you know something like you know i i could i would just roll poorly and mm. i just couldn't get my stuff off and then it was like well now i have magical storm in my hand i never put in what was it magical mastery i
3: think you that's have to do really... six
0: for three yeah. that's like that's too much yeah but even four i found difficult sometimes even putting five six seven spells in my deck and having the empowers yeah like i i still found it difficult to score sometimes
2: yeah and if you have that on round two or three and you're wanting to cast four spells, so, like, that encourages you to kind of sit there spamming in power. Well, you're often in a position, rounds two and three, where your fighter's right next to
0: theirs. Yeah, you gotta do you something. To, you kind of want yeah. to
2: attack or charge. Like, you can't, you can't just sit there casting spells while they're killing you. Right. So, uh,
0: But But if you're doing that against, uh you know, a team that has a very finely-tuned objective deck, you are toast. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh,
2: generally speaking, I don't think they're that good nowadays, but... I think there's room there for if you've got a very specific plan and you know what you're doing you can make them work like you just have to be on it like you definitely don't just throw them in willy-nilly
0: right
1: and also if you're uh, playing with with objective cards like that make sure you include power cards that give you the innate mm. uh, channels and or any type of rerolls on spell spell attacks or or spell gambits
0: yeah right like if you're doing uh, what is it overpower where you need a crit mm mm-hmm. mhm then you you got to re-roll and fish for crits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or well if the if powers playing, good for
1: that? Or if you're playing spell gambits that need two channels, mm-hmm. like a sphere of actually,
0: yeah, get that. Is that, is that, that a no sphere only move. needs or, one? Oh, sorry, sorry. Second salvo, second salvo. Second salvo. Yeah, that's the yeah. two. Yeah. If
1: you have if you are rolling two dice and you have one innate channel, your odds are pretty high. Way better. This, yeah, yeah. Way better
2: i think Um, it's
0: like
1: 80 something if you've got yeah uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. whereas it's around like 50 something if you don't Mm. it's a little less than 50 actually it's like 46. yeah it's fear of actually
1: if you have an innate it just goes off you don't have to roll you don't have to roll anything so Mm -hmm. yeah if you're you
0: still have to roll to make sure you don't like hurt yourself uh, with a double crit but yeah all right um what are the rules so if you're throwing shortcut in for any reason if you got you got korsh you have uh you have what's her name the widow kathia yeah. So obviously you want to put in shortcut because they can they can score that for you. But like, what else do you have to do? If I mean, you can't just rely on that one thing. So,
2: with so right, if you're first off the rule my rule of thumb, if you don't have a fighter who has an ability, is you want three triggers, um, or maybe maybe two triggers and bag of tricks, but that's not quite as good. So right. by triggers I mean cards that let you score it. So confusions one, shadowed Steps one, shifting reflections one. I think they're all the best ones around right now. Yep. Um, okay. if you've got all three of those in your deck hey take shortcut but yeah, you know, do you want to put all three of those cards in your deck it kind of becomes this balancing act of if i have these i have a good objective but i've also now used three of my ploys which is like three of the most useful cards in my deck just for an objective if you've got another plan with them do it but if you've not got another plan with them hmm um for for the spoilers with korsh um, you probably only need one other card that does it because he's just so reliable at it. Um, yeah. you, just want, you just want one other card as a backup in case he dies before it because you generally right. put him at the back and he's not likely to die.
0: And, um, and he can do it when he's uninspired, whereas Widow Cathy needs to be inspired to do her weird yeah. thing.
2: So for, yeah, for, for Lady Harrow's, you could potentially go down to two triggers, I think. But the fact that she needs to be inspired for it just means you can't rely on her anywhere near as much as Kor's. She She kind of counts as one potential. And again, it's like, it's this weird thing with her because the way the the Mourn flight inspire is after they've moved to an enemy fighter. Uh, So generally speaking, a lot of the time when she's inspired, she's right in the face of like the enemy warband. And yeah, yeah, you can teleport away to Score Shortcut, which could work, but it's not necessarily helping your other fighters if they're all up there in a scrum, you know, one of your fighters just bye. Um, So hmm, yeah, depends if you've got a plan for it. But yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then uh, what 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 do you think is the rule about combination strike here? I mean, so combination strike is something that you would put in if everybody plays with six serbs. Yeah, you're basically. gonna have six. Wow. Yeah. So so what do we think about this?
2: I, I didn't like it when we went down to six surges, right? I took it out of all my decks. So I didn't think it would be reliable enough. But I've, I've had a lot of people play it against me now at six surges. By the way, actually, just as a, a very short side note, the fact that we have a limit of six surges is great. This game wouldn't work otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, good work, Games Workshop. I, I think that's a good match. Would
0: yeah. be unstoppable. If
1: the, Nuts. If you could have more than. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, It'd be, it, it, it would, would be through
0: their entire. They would go through their entire objective yeah. deck every game.
2: Um, so. Now we have six. I, I didn't think it was good, but m- people were scoring against me consistently. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put it back in, swallow my pride and actually try it. Honestly, it happens really often. Um, you think you think of six. That's still half of your objective deck. Um, hmm. And you can, like, you can be a bit canny about scoring it. So if you've had a turn where you've scored two surge cards and you've drawn into, uh, you've not drawn into combination strikes, but you've drawn into like two more surges, sometimes it's worth not scoring those surges, like not doing what you need to do to get to them. So you can like more likely get to combination strikes later, you know. Cycle that other end phase Ooh. card. Yeah, yeah, that sounds risky. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it yeah, is it's risky. It depends on the situation. Yeah. But,
0: but now yeah. with uh with temporary victory, and you also have in the name of the king, like having six, you know, the the, the amount of glory you can get out of your six surges is, is more than six now. Yeah. So it, so it, it is worth it to have like those guys and maybe throw in combination strike. Mm. Like I, I, I can I, I can see that.
2: And I think combination strikes got a little bit better actually, because now you said now the temporary victory is actually slightly more reliable than swift capture, Like the more reliable your surges are, the easier combination strikes is
0: right. Plus you have to, you have to draw them, but, but yeah, Yeah. but, but scoring them is, is, is not as difficult. mm -hmm. Um, but, but, but just like take home advice. You have to build an objective deck that you don't have to mulligan. Mm-hmm. Because yep. you're putting yourself at a severe disadvantage the second you throw away those first three cards.
2: You can honestly one 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 thing I do if I'm prepping for a grand clash, I build a deck, I get a card simulator out, and yeah. I just just click it. If few I'm like, if I have too many situations when I look at my round one, and I go, well, I've just lost the game. And I'm like, well, yeah. there's something wrong with my deck. I can't just lose the game from the cards I draw.
0: Because so. against high level competition, mm-hmm. you got to have 100 percent ready to yeah. go. All the you time. can't
1: just give them a free game, you know. Yeah. No. Even against just re- yeah. regular old people playing Grimwatch. Yeah. You know, it's it's just insane how much glory they can get. You have to be yeah. able to keep up. Yeah.
3: And
2: that's why I have rules like that for shortcut. Because, say, you're, if you're playing practice games, you can have, like, only two triggers and go, well, this works almost all the time and it's really good. And, yeah, I have some games where it's bad, but I think that'll be fine. You go to, a, say, a Grand Clash and you're playing four rounds. Right, just one of those rounds if it goes wrong you know in one or two games that's it that's you're of like the your tournament points. yeah it's not the same as a practice situation you need to have that reliability all,
0: all right, right. sounds great i think we did it Ooh, i know we did, did it. we do it i know we did it hey yeah. listen everybody go out there and go look at battle for salvation the facebook page and click like i just got michael carlin to do it this morning um. So I mean, like he's great. He did it. Um. Make sure that you go and you cl- click subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Podbean. Go to SteelCityUnderworlds dot Best blog. Read up. Read up on all the amazing stuff they have. You should totally do you've that. Been,
1: you've been working. Michael Carlin has been working hard on the Steel City Man. blog. He is putting out stuff
0: like all the novels. Time. He's like,
1: and it's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, shucks, you guys! Is
0: is is he the Michael Jordan of Shade Spire, or is he like the Oscar Wilde of Shade Spire? We don't know. He might be both. He's a man of many, many talents. Many talents, I would say so. Um, so Michael, thank you for coming on again. Um, I don't know if there's anybody else we would have chosen to to help us with this because that uh, that that win, it's a big win. That wasn't, and that was a big win. Like how many people Big were there?
1: When all the good people were there with the it was new over a hundred, right? It was hundred and seventeen, I think. Nice. I mean on yeah. stream. With good on stream.
0: Finally, yeah.
2: I, I like that they did that. That yeah. was nice. Yeah. Big up to
0: to John Reese and uh it was Nick, it was Nick Baton. Yep. It was the other guy doing doing the yeah, they're uh
1: they're both Nick Baton is doing, great. doing the coverage. It's great.
0: Guys. I was oh, yeah. listening really to uh,
1: commentary.
2: I was listening to the to the uh the, the vods cuz I had to listen to them quite a lot to get my article out and I noticed Nick slips jokes in really quickly they're, they're quite funny and you'll uh, oh, you'll miss them if you, yeah like he actually got a dodgeball reference in one of the ones Oh nice yeah
0: I feel like I would do that too uh, maybe we could tete our tet with that guy um anyway but yeah but thanks for being on the show I mean we 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 love having you on um and uh and yeah no I don't know we, we just love having you on. Thanks, all man. Right.
1: Well, we'll see you later.
0: All right. So for Battle for Salvation, uh, we say thank you to Michael Carlin. Um, I've been Max Bernstein.
1: I'm Randall Slate.
0: And we'll see you all next time.